y'all. We back. Took a little while. Ooh, I like this. We did. I just noticed this is a, he's got the hang loose one. That's what, that's what this reminds me of. Is that Fred's work? This must be Fred's work. No, uh, that's yes. not Fred's work. This Fred, one's Fred not? would usually have the middle finger up over there. Oh. Well, <laughs> I'm leaving this one. This My dad used to always do this. It was like. Oh, right on. It's like a surfer. Mine looks like yeah, my, like my current loose. state of my joints right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about getting older. <laughs> Wait, there was one time early on in one of the very first shows we did where I, I gave every station these hands, and I think you put one this in the worst position. I stared at that thing. It was terrific. I don't know what you did here, but you had the most contorted <laughs> It was like this or something, and it was like I was weirded out for days. <laughs> that surprises me because that would bother me too. That looks like some inanimate objects. If they, you had it that looks like some exorcist shit. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not right. That's not right. That's a sign of the devil. Uh huh. Yeah. You think that's a sign of demonic possession? Right. <laughs> yeah, your fingers don't do that on your own. <laughs> kind of like the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, those weren't oh. Grammys. That was the British. What? I don't know what they were. Something I mean, what, awards. what happened? Yeah. What are we talking about? Somebody got possessed? No. no oh wait, no. no, it was the Grammys. I just saw, I no, you're right. I, show, I just saw a picture. I'm, I'm reacting to just simple photographs. I didn't watch the show. No, so there, there was two sets of hand. photographs that we're talking about. I don't so even the ones know what we're talking about. You missed the, the conversation. So we were talking in our chat with the 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 fashion. That was from the Brit thing, but the demonic thing was the Garrett Ramsey, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was I, watching that up for Manny, so I didn't really hear yeah. what was going on. I'm surprised but... you weren't camped out in front of the t- tube with headphones on. Well, you, like I... the, you like the Grammys, right? Yeah, normally. I did, uh, yeah. Or at least you're aware of what goes on deeply in music. Eh. I think, <laughs> I, you know what? Lately, I've been like, I've been so blissfully off, unaware. <laughs> off the grid of stuff. Like blissfully I don't turn blissfully ignorant. Yeah, I just, just keep TV's reading all the off. those uh, articles about Madonna and her face. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about that, that. one Muppet. I did see that. that I'm disturbed by it, and I feel like she's like I understand why she's like trying to like you know talk back to people, but I feel like her argument is not standing very tall in this situation. Well, I, I, I don't think she she should looked respond. I don't know. Like it just she, doesn't look like her, and she's beautiful. Like I feel like she would look better with some wrinkles than the way she does now. Beautiful. I don't know I, what this, all I this saw, current incarnation of her face is. Just did not. All I saw was I didn't really see eyebrows. You I thought she took the. Yeah, okay. take a look at it. Well, it's, it's like any plastic surgery job that's overdone. You get a lot of puffiness that doesn't go away. It just, right. you know, it could, the way do you, what do you do? You either pull the skin and sew it to straighten it mm-hmm. out, or you and you puff it, it out. It. Yeah, you yeah. inflate it. And she chose the inflation thing. Yeah. Which, Meg Ryan yeah. got the Joker. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she's Dude, looking like she now. Had but such a beautiful look. To I know. Her when she was I, the very next time I saw her in a movie after she must have had some work done. It was just like the. The deep, you know, Zellweger yeah. messed herself up too. She yeah, doesn't we were have just the, talking yeah. about her. Yeah. She doesn't have the squinty eye thing anymore. I loved her that squinty eye. Well, that was her. It made that her. Was her. Yeah. 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 I know. That's it's like I just she feel corrected like... some kind of genetic birth defect, and now she doesn't look like her anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lean into it, guys. I'm going to be modified, so I hope you're ready. I mean, I'm already, like, like, I'm already a little modified anyway, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, there's, there's, there's like a certain level of modification that it's just doesn't look like you anymore where are we going with two well, I, where are we I, going with 2.0 what are you thinking about? I know right I feel like I'm gonna be that person where I show up I'll think I look good and you guys will be like whoa who are you does what'd she you, know she where's, looks where's like the rest that? of the Muppet gang <laughs> what'd you do with my friend I'll be dressed
drooling because I can't move anything. <laughs> That's like that, that, that scene in Christmas <laughs> with the Christmas cranks. Christmas with the cranks, I love that so much. <laughs> Stabbing himself like with a fork. <laughs> I can't feel anything. <laughs> he's trying to like use gravity. Jokers. He's using gravity to keep food in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That'll and be me. we're off. <laughs> yeah, that, I just want to prepare you guys. I don't want you guys to be well, all like shocked. So, so I did... I did almost the impossible for myself. When I see something that just initially makes me feel so just like, oh, like it's just so outlandishly abnormal mm-hmm. in my frame of reference, right? I tended to dismiss it. But I, I shared with you, I think, on the text message, there was this man who transformed himself to a reptile and his son wasn't talking to him. That was the drama behind it. But he turned yeah. himself into a reptile. And I think I shared the photo with you all, right? The it, link? The is link it the is one? It? It's the, wait. Split his tongue and he put all these oh, ripped no. scales and reptilian uh, stuff. I'm, I don't think. I'm thinking of the guy with the big suit on. No, no, no. I no, think no. that was Sam I must Smith. Not, yeah. I, it must have been so. Was this a while repulsive. ago? I didn't. It was, I found it right after we were discussing the black suited Sam Smith. Okay. So this is, this is something else now. There, yeah, and I, I wish I had a screen lit up here. But there is a story out there on all the news services of a man who went through a rather unbelievable modification and to look like a reptilian. Okay, I don't know if it's the space alien reptilian or an actual reptile, I don't know. But he's complaining his son won't talk to him anymore. So they have the, they have the, before, they have the four pictures of him holding his son and they have the after pictures. So I said, his son's probably like screaming and crying because he's like, who's this monster? Is his son is like a little child? I think the son is now like a teenager. Oh, okay, all right. So well, most teenagers don't talk be, to their parents. That's a good point. So I, I tried to do. I tried <laughs> this one has a good reason. <laughs> Seriously, I thought yeah. maybe I would do the Eric two and say, okay, let's not react initially like I would typically react. Let me analyze this. And I said, okay, so what have I learned here as a better human being the past couple of years through podcasting? Well. He obviously did this because he wanted to. And he obviously did this because there's got to be some kind of, like, uh, I don't know, feeling he gets by modifying his body to this degree. I don't have to understand it. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's him, okay, it's cool. I mean, it's for him. It's cool for him. But I, I, and I, I pondered it. I shared it with a couple people. And naturally, people were upset about looking at it. It's pretty horrific to look at. It is kind of. But... Mm-hmm. I step back and say, okay, what have I learned? Don't be so fucking judgmental and understand that I don't have to understand it for it to be valid to them. But I do have pity on the human because that's going to be a very difficult way to go through the rest of their life, to be gainfully employed maybe and having somewhat rewarding relationship. It's going to kind of ostracize him in public, and he's going to have to go through that. Maybe he's prepared. If he's I love him. got that kind of money to do that sort of modification, well, he might not have to work ever again. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe but, that, but I'm maybe trying to step back and say, he made a choice to do this. That's his choice. Unless that it was isn't like, my right to say, hey, you shouldn't have done that. All Good his money. Yeah. I, right? I feel like there needs to be more of that because I get the whole the money part of it. Like Sometimes it's like... Yeah, we spend f- your money how you want to. If you want to be a lizard... <laughs> <laughs> you know. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, mean, really, you know, we we don't want to we don't want to restrict is, this people. Is, wait, this is something we don't do. I on think the show. you this were is actually trying to get in show. Hold on, right? I think you you were going to make a, an actual point, and I, I <laughs> yeah, my fuckery but, just interrupted. You know, I, I said there's a comp, there's a, and it doesn't have to go as far as somebody wanting to be a full on lizard, but the comp, <laughs> the comp, as opposed to a part time lizard, right? <laughs> 
I full on. <laughs> yeah, like something you can take off in the evenings. <laughs> but the the comprehension versus compassion thing, like you don't have to understand something right. to mm-hmm. respect it. True. True. There's lots of shit I don't like looking at. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a lizard, but like it has nothing oh, to do with me. Guy. Sure, but I do have the right to be entertained. By oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. No, I've seen this guy. I think they he they had him on. Um, I don't remember if it was the uh, Mom's House podcast that I watched. Just or show not. me. I want to oh, see this yeah, across the way here. It's good. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, see that? That's scary. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I okay. don't. I yeah. don't. <laughs> Jared's like, no, bring it in. <laughs> He's quite extra. Yeah, he yeah. like it's like full on tattoos. He did like fillers to create like additional yeah. texturing. He split his tongue. Like I, I remember seeing stuff about this. But this has been around yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah, he's not it's, the first person that's done it's this. It's coming to the surface now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people have to understand is that no, it's not my place to make judgment of the guy. I mean, what? if he's getting well, something out of it, let's not overlook the fact that he's just, wearing some kind of like it, baby doll tee. It, it, well. <laughs> it is horrifying. It is horrifying to me. Here's the thing, and this is mm-hmm. honestly my my God's honest opinion. This is, I, and I do watch a lot of comedy and stuff, so yeah. I listen to people make yeah, fun of people a good bit. Um, but and I and I'm not someone that I would make hey, fun you guys of anyone. Got the over there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What, what what the hell? You're I not allowed to have them. You said you were going to have any. Yeah, you're not allowed to. I was showing them to you just about? so you know they're safe over here. You up. Listen, <laughs> but here, here's my here's my honest take on things. Is like, okay, if you're gonna do something that's pretty extreme and you're gonna put yourself out there like on TikTok or on like Instagram and you're gonna do these really like elaborate videos and stuff like that, just like anybody else in Hollywood, just like any other public figure who gets ridiculed for all the things they do, you're putting yourself in the position to allow people to judge you. You're not just like walking around in the world, like when you put something on the internet like it is literally like you're almost like putting up a little billboard and being like hey here look it is look at me yeah and and so therefore like if people uh, make fun of you like it's kind of just comes the territory you know I, what i mean like i feel like that's not necessarily always true though okay i feel like a lot of things people do that people think are doing them for attention like this man obviously has something uh, you know even when you he were saying lizards. even when you were saying like you feel like you feel sorry for the individual because he's going to have a hard time in life. Sometimes, for a lot of people, it is much harder to go around living, feeling like you're totally different inside and the outside doesn't match. Match. Mm. So yeah. when they do that, they don't. That's not necessarily. That's him. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with all that shit. Whatever. I don't. <laughs> I don't. But like, that's him living his truth. Doesn't affect Authentic anybody self. else. Yes. Who gives a shit? I don't want to yeah. look at him, but I don't want to look I'm, at a lot of things. I'm kind of there. But yeah, it's kind of like, that, that's not, I mean, believe me, there are people that do it for attention. There are some people that that is not for attention mm-hmm. and it's not, especially even celebrities, all this stuff. Like, I feel like there's just this like arrogance with people now where they feel like they can. Well, it's judgment. It's judgmental. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. It's like, well, you yep. did that for whatever well, reason. They also and, don't know an explanation is a bigger thing. Right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. We don't know if people are doing things for attention. We don't know if it's, they're doing it because they're living their truth. That I, doesn't mean people have the right I'm to... I'm not even saying that they're doing it for attention specifically. I think well, some the, do, I think. I think the point I'm making yeah, is some. that just... They're it, putting themselves out that's there. That's what I mean. Like It's just like if you if you allow yourself to like be in a public forum, then like you accept the responsibility of what that entails. And honestly, like I'm kind of mm. all for... I'm not saying I'm all for everyone making fun of everyone, but I'm also kind of just like, 
I feel like the sensitivity culture has just gone so far that I'm kind of like, you know what, if someone wants to make fun of me, because I'm sure people have, like, you know, I'm, I put myself out there a good bit, and I'm, I'm sure there's people who don't like me and they made fun of me or whatever, and I'm like, well, fuck it, like. Doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I, but that's the thing. I don't think you doing whatever you want to do with yourself or putting yourself out there on social media, it doesn't give people the, it's almost like, I know there's like the sensitivity culture thing, but there's a lot of people that cannot, they don't have a comedy bone in their body unless they're going back to fourth grade, make fun of people tactics. Yeah, And there's a lot of people that they don't, like right now that's what's bothersome about everything and it's like burning me out on people is that people do not have an identity unless they can be arrogant towards another like group or Mm -hmm. another I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what everybody's you know I I, I feel like like opposition is what's basing people's like identity on like yeah it's the oldest tactic in the book to temporarily make yourself feel better is to put somebody else down Mm -hmm. and that's all I see anymore it's just like if they don't understand it they're just going on about how it's I I don't know it's just I don't feel like anybody has like the um the tact anymore that they like as far as sensitivity culture it's there don't get me wrong but the things that were allowed even this little as 10 years ago to people and celebrities and women and stuff like that and everybody was saying they were sensitive back then and I just don't think I think we're actually in some ways going more in the right direction now when it comes to like the body mod stuff and shit like that I one thing that really bothers me is is kids if you're not an adult and you identify as a lizard there's some stuff like that going on in this area where Mm -hmm. kids at school are identifying as whatever Um, wait like furries no, it's like no. more intense than that. I want to say, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the school, oh, like the zim- yeah, like, like Zimzer, but I, like no. But I've heard that there was a rumor going bugs. around that a school put litter boxes out. No, oh. see, that's not. But it wasn't true. I was like, oh, it was just because like kids, <laughs> yeah. young people are like identifying as cat, kind of like the furry yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And the school system can't really say anything because of sensitivity culture. But for one thing, the thing that bothers me about that is this kid there's a kid or two or whatever that think they're a cat and they're cleaning themselves i would have a major problem with that you are affecting people around you as soon as your spit comes out of your mouth <laughs> Good and point. is around me yeah i have a problem yeah i do but if i i don't think any young person should make decisions that are permanent. I agree with that. I don't don't even like kids that young getting a tattoo. They're doing Mm -hmm. it. Good for them. It's changing Mm -hmm. the workforce, so they're going to have to accept Mm -hmm. tattooed Mm -hmm. workers, which that part is great. For sure. But anything permanent when you're under... Yeah, life-altering. Yeah. Right. Same thing with the transgender thing. And again, like, teach everybody, I think, has the right to live their truth in any way they want to, but... right. I just feel like that time period is such a confusing time period. Like puberty through like high school is just really tumultuous and 
you know, it's it can be very like it can create you know really like strong forms of identity into that you know within you and you know the experiences can be very molding and shaping and all that stuff. Right. But if you make like physiolog- physiological changes to your body, like when you're mm-hmm. going through all that and your hormones are unaltered, are already so right. intense. I don't know. I just because I'm I'm a complete ally to the trans community. Yeah, and especially younger trans people, they they have a high high suicide rate. Mm-hmm. It's very tough growing up that way. But physically, I feel like until you are completely matured, it's dangerous to change your. Yep, I agree. I don't know why that's not criminal. Whether it's the government imposing it on you, schools imposing it on you, or parents imposing it on you while you're a minor. I think that's yeah. cool. Well, they're changing the laws now so that children can as young as like fourteen transition in some without their parents. Yeah, which is just flies in their face. There's no you other. Can't drive. There's no other choice that a child can make against their parents' wishes. No. If you think about it, yeah. Aside from I want to breathe, and you're like not letting me breathe right now because <laughs> I put a dent in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, you you know what I mean? Every yeah. other decision that a child makes in their life, it's like the parents have the ultimate say on that, mm-hmm. except this one very politically how, charged, hot-button issue. Mm-hmm. It's just, if I look for things that stick out like that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. child wants to do this, child really wants to go and prepare for this career, parent says no, okay, you can't do it. Child mm-hmm. really wants to be involved in this uh, class activity, parent says no, okay, you can't do it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, athletics, pretty, whatever. right, athletics, pretty much every single decision to some point, you know, uh, a parent has veto power on, but we're gonna take this one specific, and, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, it's something that's incredibly politically charged, mm-hmm. and it's a hot button issue, this is the one exception yeah, it's just know. well, like again, yeah. like they can't, I just thank they God can't. I couldn't make life-altering decisions I at know. fourteen. I would have, I would have screwed my life up worse than I did. Well, I'm sorry. The way you can make the argument is too, <clears throat> which is a whole probably another discussion, which I'd be glad to have. But you know, kids are staying at home longer now. So, is the kid at eighteen as mature as the eighteen-year-old thirty-five years ago? Probably no. not. Probably not. Probably no. not, but at least, not bad, they, at least if they, at least if they like, yeah, it's, it's just back different. in the 20s, 30s, 40s, you heard about people <clears throat> who lied about their age and joined the military. Mm-hmm. You got 15, 16 year olds that were going off to fight wars overseas. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just glad well, we're not relying on the 15, 16 year olds well, today the age expectancy to fight our was, wars overseas. The age oh, expectancy was much lower then too, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's a lot of reason why Life people were having. Yeah, I feel like they children had to grow up quicker. Yeah, but even in my generation, go back to the 70s. I mean, like you know. I, when I left my house at 17, I wasn't alone. I mean, a lot of kids wanted it. They weren't going to college. They wanted out. Wanted to, you know, figure it out. And it wasn't like there was a lot of opportunity, but, you know, it was like a rite of passage kind of thing. You know? We didn't yeah. think of it. We weren't, like, brave by doing it. That was just what people did. That's not where we're living today. And maybe in some ways that's good. <clears throat> in some ways, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know when the old 18 – I don't know when the 18-year-old – mindset of the 70s what that equates to today generally speaking is it 21 yeah. is it 24 is it 19? well that's different for every yeah. you know everybody has such different experiences now from each other compared to like back then everything was pretty for the most part you know what i mean it was more of a consistent upbringing yeah. and yeah. things like that yeah. but even and like i said as far as like the kid like i believe kids should be able to like look and dress and mm-hmm. as long as you're not a, a 
in a serious, offensive way. Not like somebody doesn't like to look at it, but as long as you're not wearing like anything or getting tattooed. Explicit. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not being offensive, I think you should be able to look and be addressed however you want to. But when it comes down to permanent modification mm-hmm. or something that could be damaging like that. But I, I do have a friend that has a child who is getting into their teens and is wanting to start dressing and transitioning and things like that. And he said to me, he's like, I don't have a problem with that. I just don't want my, I have friends that have transitioned and I don't want my kid to have to go through that ridicule and things like that. And I don't have kids, but I told him, I was like, your job as a parent is to help him be okay with that. Of course, like you said, he's going to get ridiculed Mm -hmm. no matter what he does. It doesn't matter if, you know, it doesn't matter if, if he lives a completely very narrow life. That's just going to happen. A job as a parent is not to like be like, you have to dress this way. You have to look this way, all this stuff, but it's, I, your job is to make them feel okay with whatever they feel. And I think that's where a lot of it goes sideways. And like I said, there's a lot, there's a high suicide rate in the- No doubt. Yeah. And the young trans community. That's something I think needs to be addressed. Um, You know, because I made the point, I'm like, it's this one thing where, and I think it's state to state. I I Mm want to say it was out in California. They passed a law where a child could- Transition, transition like 14 without their without parents, their parents consent that. or they could they didn't even have to let their parents know what was happening they could basically go to their doctor and like just start taking hormones which is now, like would you want your child as a minor would you want your child to not inform you on medical things it's not legal like it has never traditionally been legal I like even as a parent. i i really think in like the the one thing that i feel like is like what has been a problem traditionally in the past and is less problematic now because obviously it's more accepted that children have sex younger, but when younger girls would want to go on birth control, mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. had a parent that wouldn't let them do it, like mm-hmm. that's when you come into like a sticky situation where you're like, sure. well, like what would you rather? Would you rather her sneak to the Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and get birth control? Or like I was fortunate right. enough that my mom wanted to be on birth control in high school, but mm-hmm. like there, I'm sure there were plenty of girls whose parents didn't want them on birth control because right. they just wanted to pretend like they weren't going to have sex. Right. And I don't think that that is like it's not it's so much a black and white thing, but and it, hey, you could make an argument that maybe birth control has has like long term effects too. I guess possibly, but I don't. Not the same as like adding a hormone to your body that's not your body's natural. Right. Progression we, of hormonal expression. We can only do what we can do. So it's almost like with what the, you know, I, I'm sure not everything we have researched is completely there yet, but we can only do what we can do with what we have. And, you know, I think a lot of parents are going off of what their doctor says for their child and things like that. But I don't know what a doctor would say about, like I said, permanent altering at a young age when it's still developing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, that that's just very scary to me, like to do any type of permanent damage and then that prevent what, what some- What if you change your mind? Well, devil's advocate. Well, or prevent mm-hmm. you from, if there, is a, if there is a younger person that wants to transition 
and they start transitioning too young for their body to handle, will it upset if they want to transition when they're finally a, a matured adult and they want to go on that journey? Is it going to like alter that? So I don't know. It's well, I was there's say, no easy answer. I was going to say no. devil's advocate. You know, what do you what do you have to weigh? I guess you have to weigh the potential physical damage that's possible from transitioning before your body has fully developed. Um, and I don't know what the studies have shown. You know, does it shorten your lifespan? Uh, is it problematic? Um, does it affect other, you know, facets of physical development? Well, I think there's like reproductive repercussions. So like, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes people want to transition maybe after they've had children. You know what I mean? Because at, yeah, at that point, you you true. do kind of like a, it. A, oftentimes, can completely like alter your ability to conceive. You know, if you've changed your sex organs, I don't know for sure, but I, I would think that would have right. So there's there's obviously some kind of uh, irrevocable something, Change. right? It's not as easy as being like, well, you know, I kind of changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I guess maybe. The parents have to weigh against that what Cassidy had mentioned, which is the uh, the higher suicide rate mm-hmm. of younger trans people. So what do you do? Do you let this person follow their heart and maybe regret it later um, and make sure that, you know, they're not going to go down a bad path with mental health and, and suicidal ide- ideation? Um, or do you play it safe as far as letting someone develop naturally and then... Once they're of a mature legal age, they can make that decision for themselves. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's you know, it's a question of okay, a young person already at say like eleven or twelve is very convinced that they they they're trans. They need to transition. That that's what they need to do in order to be who they were meant to be. Um, we're going to require say eighteen months of therapy or something mm-hmm. along those lines because, you know. It's a very tumultuous time. Yeah. I sound like Mr. Rogers. such a tumultuous it, it, time for teenagers. Even I, at like 12, though, if you go 18 months out, you're still only 13, even if you've done like all the therapy. like Sure, no, but I'm oh saying make up an age. Maybe it's 14, maybe it's 15, yeah. but some kind of safeguard where the child has the opportunity to go through someone, and it, maybe it's even a special therapist who agrees with people transitioning. So you can mm-hmm. say, well, okay, the parents got him in this pray the trans away yeah. kind of. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like boot camp situation, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's not really something that's going to help the child. I'm talking about like an opportunity to discern between, okay, this child just doesn't feel comfortable. Like who the hell feels comfortable in their skin at 14? God, and I'm not trying to I downplay the very age. real struggles of younger trans people who right. may it. end up having to wait until they're 18 years old and they've lived a life that they, you know, it's just I, psychologically I'm, damaging to them to be in the wrong body the wrong gender i was about to say i I would say most um younger people like people that want to transition have known at a very young age very young like i mean children they might not be able to understand it and process it until they get to that age where you know things are more gender specific and things like that but for you know i i've I've known a lot of people that have transitioned and they said they knew since they were like three years old. But it's just uh, as a 
Yeah, as a parent, I think there's so much you can make okay in a kid's life that could help them Mm -hmm. through that journey. It's almost like when you hear about parents like signing off, like, here, my kid can get breast implants. Here, my kid can get Mm -hmm. a nose job because they're not happy with themselves. And it's it's just one of those things where, like like you said, nobody's really that happy with themselves as a Can't we just get them to 18? I mean, yeah, there's going to be be points where, yeah, there's going to be, and that's the thing, too. We talked about it so many times on this, on these squad shows. It's like we live in a world of extremes. We're, you know, we're trying to say, well, everybody has to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to put this law in place and no one can do this. So, yeah, there's always going to be examples where you have a suicidal nine-year-old who feels like that she should be a boy or vice versa. And you know, mm-hmm. you, But th- we need to specifically address that instance yeah. as opposed to like throw them in a bucket and say, fuck you, you got to do this until you're 18. Well, that's what I mean. You know that's, what I mean? Like, we, we have to be smarter than that. That's kind of where I was throwing the therapy idea out there because, you know, you have people go through all kinds of struggles when they're younger. And I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a therapist. You don't play one on TV? Uh, I guess I am. <laughs> Currently speaking. On the YouTubes. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, let's be honest. I don't know shit about it. I'm not a trans person. I don't know what that struggle is all about. Um, but I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I remember going through all kinds of stuff where I fucking hated myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't have a uh, softer, gentler way of putting it. I just right. hated myself. Mm-hmm. I hated my right. place in the world. I hated the world. Mm-hmm. There were periods where I just hated everybody around me. I hated what I thought society expected me to be. Um, and, you know, it's not uncommon for... I'm not going to say, well, maybe it's just a phase, because you hear that as, uh, yeah. from a transphobic point of view plenty you know what i mean i'm right. not going to say something insulting like right. maybe it's just a phase but maybe um a child could be going through something where it's not necessarily someone who is going to feel that they are trans the rest of their lives they just don't feel right and there's nothing else that explains it mm-hmm. to them when you have a, a you know a licensed therapist or um you know someone who's trained to deal with these things you could perhaps isolate in someone's life the difference between someone who's going through some kind of other problem Agreed. because you grasp at straws when you're desperate and maybe someone just looks at that and it's become i mean it's super and you know high in the media it is right a now. very mm-hmm. fashionable political cause right now mm-hmm. and that's just that's not me being a jerk that's no, just true. That's true you know what oh, i mean it grabs a lot of the attention it's on the, the news media, it's the in the media space, it's sure. everywhere yeah. um and there are kids who do this things. year i'm sorry like next year yeah i'm not calling trans kids out here um kids do things for attention i did mm-hmm. things for attention you know what i mean well that one lady that was on rogan like and i know i brought this up before but like her whole and she's gotten a time like she pretty much got like canceled for her her work essentially but what she she did a, a pretty extensive study that showed that like a lot so the the percentage of people that are actually trans are it's small you know what i mean the people that are truly trans and there was this yeah. un, this is enormous uptick in like younger people and what they were showing is that it was happening in like clusters in groups and this most significant um because they're kids well, they're they, impressionable and, well and they I mean, and they do tend to copy each other and, of the, course. and, and the number of people that this was happening most was actually for girls transitioning to boys at a young age because it was like right around puberty when they started going through, you know, getting their periods, having 
boobs, all this stuff. Like these really awkward stages where women gain weight and all this stuff because you get flooded with estrogen for the first time. Right. So they were going on testosterone. And whenever you first start taking testosterone, you feel amazing because testosterone is actually a lot more of a stimulant. Mm -hmm. Um, And so these girls were telling their friends like, oh my God, like like I'm losing weight, I feel so good, da 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 da. And like they were showing it was happening in like a lot of the schools in these more progressive cities where it would be like, groups of friends were all transitioning at the same time and statistically speaking just like the pregnancy packs we saw yeah. like roughly 10 mm-hmm, yeah 10 right. 15 mm-hmm. years ago and that's... i'm not saying that like none of those girls were truly trans but i'm saying like statistically speaking the likelihood that all of them were is it's just not it the numbers don't line up well like, devil's advocate it. some people would say a lot more people were truly trans and just couldn't admit it to themselves because society too. wouldn't open that door for them and they were made to feel hated and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big thing I'm looking can at... Can you legislate that? It's terrible. Nobody should be ostracized in society. It's the, the least kind way to live your life, to do we, that to other right. people. Everybody has, can, but can you legislate no. people's... No. You can't people's legislate kind of Everybody has the right to be an asshole. They're mean-spirited. Well, that's what I'm saying. It it is what it is. But I think we try we all, all, have the, all the time. We all have the right to be an asshole. Well, and that's kind of what I think the point that I was making initially, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not advocating for, for making friends. And maybe this makes me sound fucked up, but I'm saying, like, I'm not saying just for advocating for any trans, to, like, make fun of a trans person. But, like, I am saying a lot of times, like, whether you're trans, whether you're a lizard, whether you're someone that just, like, dresses really extreme or anything like that, I do feel like, again, like, we live in a culture right now, and I think we're, we're going to see, like, a a myriad of effects of what internet culture is actually doing to us as a society because Mm -hmm. like we have this like open channel to the world to express ourselves which in some ways can be really helpful when you're young and going through crazy things or even when you're older going through stuff Mm -hmm. and you just want to like share your self with the world but then you also the channel goes both ways yeah and so some people won't accept you there's too much and you can't legislate that no they're, they're too much too young so meaning in my from my standpoint all that's great, all that availability to for creativity, but must it happen at six years old? I mean, d- there's not enough discernment, I think, you mean, in terms of what I, our young the kids internet can ingest. There Social could be, media. There could be an age limit on the internet, for sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, we don't do that. That's no. We kind of do that. There's parental controls you can put up. Yeah. But just being exposed to a device, and I've said this so many times, when you're like one, one and a half, it's like, yeah, it's I hear people, yeah, I don't know how to do that on my tablet, so I gave it to my three-year-old. And they know. Yeah. What? I know, it's crazy. And that's I, not to say that, you know, there should be some kind of age limit. I just feel like... Maybe there should I've said, be. No, I've said it before. I think children are bonding with devices before they bond absolutely with humans, age you know, limit. before human past, beings. But if and, you're going to legislate something, do that. Yeah, but before we move on, I just like, I, I'm not saying that there aren't legitimate, plenty of legitimate cases where somebody is, like you said, Cassidy, where they knew almost from the time that they, they learned their old name. But even people who are so... Like, adamant, like, people in the trans community who are advocating hugely for the right to transition, is it not important to isolate in a, in a young person's life whether this is truly a case of someone who is, and who do you this trust? is really the issue they're going through, and, and to make sure, who right. do you trust? well, a licensed therapist, that's my opinion. And you know how I mean? far? Like, not like their word is God, but once you go through therapy, like a lot of things come up, and it's like mm-hmm. the therapist can talk to them and talk to their parents, and maybe even other people in that person's life who can say, you really seem like, say for instance, like you're just having a problem with being accepted, or you're just having... You're having an issue 
and you're you're maybe grasping. Eh, I don't know. Maybe that sounds like telling someone who they really are inside. I don't know. But, but, maybe I'm full of shit. I just feel like if no, you're 11, I, 12 years old, therapy might be you know not a bad thing. It could be thing. what what harm could come from saying okay, we're going to do a, a year and a half of therapy just to make sure that this is really <laughs> what this person wants for the yeah, rest of their life. For sure. Well, and even even discussing and going through people that you know younger people that want to transition they're starting from a different point there's always been intersex people there's been i mean i think yes. there's the the and that's another thing when people are being exposed to the internet they have this idea that i'm seeing like the whole world and yes. you're not mm-hmm. and there have yes. been transgendered people since the beginning of time and there's been space for them but not in the western world so now we're seeing it coming into mm-hmm. the western world and be all these and it seems like a new thing it's not new but at the same time there's going to be like you said a, a, you're impressionable younger um i think like you said it's important to have like some brave spaces for these younger people so they know where they want to go with this they might want not want to transition fully they might they're starting from a different place than somebody else who's transitioning and that's you know i i don't think it's a uh it we're i don't think it's a choice who you are inside i think it's a choice you know like how how you're going to approach it and mm-hmm. how you're going to be yourself and I think that should be discussed with, like you said, who do you trust? Hopefully, a licensed person that someone is trying to deal with these yeah, things. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, parents open up to it more too, because I'm seeing it more even in my community at my work. Mm-hmm. These children want to be who they want to be, and like I said, I'm not all for the permanent modification, modification right. yet. But the parents are very much dismissive and you're not going to be this way if you want to be in this family and things like that. Well, that's and just I, silly. Yeah. In the year 2023, I think I, we've learned enough through the generations. That's just, that doesn't work. I Well, I will never get why a parent will choose anybody else besides their kid. Mm-hmm. If it's like the family won't accept you, other people won't accept you, people will make fun of us, people will this or that. I don't give a shit they're not your kid your right. kid should be the most right. important amen to that yeah that's a struggle for them too though and i'm not trying to um justify transphobic behavior especially towards your own blood you know mm, what i mean right. it's one thing to be somebody well, it's misunderstood it's one thing to be somebody who's kind of like just rude and crude and doesn't really get the whole trans thing and just you know makes yeah. cross-dressing jokes and stuff like that it's a little bit different Maybe it shouldn't be, but I think it's a little bit different when it's your own flesh and blood mm-hmm. because this is someone you know. This isn't someone who's on the outside of your sphere of perception who you've never met before, yep. who it's easy to look That's down on and judge point. because they're different than you. Yep. This is someone who you've known your whole life, in some cases. you know, Maybe you, you've known this younger person their whole life, and it's it's not an easy conversation to have. I can't imagine trying to be that person where you're like, hey, 
by the way, there's this thing you need to know about me, especially if you got this like mm-hmm. hard ass uncle who is in mm-hmm. the flipping military and he's just like it takes a village, you know, like mm-hmm. ultra masculine like, male, yeah. and you're just like, oh, I gotta tell you something, Uncle Ray. Uh, yeah. you know yeah, what next I mean? year like, I might come in. Let's not, Thanksgiving. We're no, in, but I mean, let's not pretend yeah. that it's just easy for everybody. No, Be like, oh, cool. But I have no frame of reference for that whatsoever. Right. But yeah. that's totally good. Like, it's not easy. It, it's mm-hmm. a struggle. In a lot of cases, it's a struggle for everybody, and I don't. I don't. I don't want to sound like I am justifying any transphobic behavior whatsoever. But if you look all throughout history, there have been things that have been a certain way, mm-hmm. and when someone went against that societal norm, they're looked at as different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it, and not just looked at as different, but they're judged for it. They're judged harshly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. it is, like for the longest time, if you were gay, oh, you're a pervert, or there's something psychologically wrong with you. Well, like, it's always attack against the differences. Well, there's societal Skin con- color. There's societal gender. conditioning, and once you've been <laughs> a, a part of the societal conditioning, I'm not justifying anybody's racist or transphobic mm-hmm. or um, um, you know bigoted opinions and or behaviors, but we're aware that society is conditioning us all the time. Mm -hmm. And so if someone were to raise their hand, I've said this before, like where is the safe space for somebody who's like, I I got some prejudicial ideas and it's proven almost everybody, they say everybody's prejudiced in some way, Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. Everybody has their own Mm -hmm. prejudice we're working through. Yeah, we get that, but we don't have any space for someone who's like, hey, I've got this prejudice and I need help. I need someone to help explain to me so I can understand. It's just like, oh, you're prejudiced. You're a fucking piece of garbage. You know what I mean? And it's like, there's two sides of the coin because the same person would probably say, yes, I get that I have my own prejudices that I need to work through, but you got caught. Mm-hmm. We're gonna fucking hang you from a. <laughs> well, well and I agree because I think that that yeah. whole the whole concept of like canceling and just like the zero shut, tolerance shutting yeah. down the conversation because that's not how society changes either. Like that's the whole mm-hmm. point is that like you know it get, so you identify that someone has maybe some you know uh, notions that need to be uh, adapted in some way or that like someone is you know thinking about things in a way that could be you know they could learn from someone with a different experience in them or whatever, but instead of opening a conversation, you just try and shut them off. And but it's like there, there does need to be, there was such, such extremes of hate that people ran to safe spaces where it's just a safe space. We don't, you know, this person can be yeah. who they want to be. Right. We need to have more brave spaces where people are allowed to ask questions, allowed to learn. But it has to be a designated, designated, brave space able to do that, not like, you know, some young person that's going through something. It's not up to them to teach you all about yeah, that's a great point. Whatever. Yeah, that's someone, up to you. Someone sure. who's comfortable with who they are and who's right. already sure. gone through the there's, struggle and is like straight up. If you're somebody who judges people like correct. me. Right. I mean, right now there's we have so many resources to learn whatever we want to learn. Mm-hmm. So it, like I said, it's not up to, like I said, some young person to educate everybody on like what they should be. And some people just don't want to learn, and that's just oh, the way yeah. it is. You like know? you said, it's and it's like you guys were saying, it's we want to save space for people that are like, listen, I I didn't mean anything by this. I need to learn. Mm-hmm. As opposed to people that are like, this is how I feel. This is how I always right. feel. Yeah, and hatred is not yeah. the norm. And I'm talking mm-hmm. hatred. You're right. Yeah. Where you're like, I want to brutalize someone mm-hmm. who is either a different race or, es- race or ethnicity than me or who's trans and I'm cis or who's 
uh, gay and I'm straight, like actual legitimate hatred. You know, that's like hate crimes, and it's it does the, happen. People are like, norm, look, though. it gets shoved under the rug. It happens a lot more than you think, and that I do credit. But also, Don't I know it. most of the people I know, even if they're assholes, and they're like, yeah, making, like I said, making, like, either just making light of the whole plight or actually, like, saying things that would be taken uh, as bigoted towards um, someone who is trans, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's the one thing that you're still going to hear is, like, trans jokes, you know what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. we're past the era where you're just going to hear, like, a racist joke come flying out of nowhere at a dinner party. It's just, it's not accepted. It's not okay, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think where we're at with the whole transgender thing and, you know, people transitioning. Not past it, but we will... Yeah, we, but we the, will stamp that garbage out. The point society that too. I'm making yeah. is like you know? how many of these people who have what would be considered to be a transphobic point of view um, legitimately are the ones who would have like hurt somebody yeah. at a bus stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. The actual mm-hmm. hatred, that's not the norm. And so what you have is people who've been conditioned to think a certain way, to view a certain way, mm-hmm. and it just takes time for those you know, I've heard some people are like, hey, you know, eventually, like, most of the racist people are going to die out because it's like, it's an older well, way there, of there, thinking. There is some truth to that. Yeah, yeah, it's an older way of thinking. Sure. And so I think that's kind of where I'm trying to draw the Not line. Not fucking fast enough. <laughs> I was about to say, that's my hope. But I'm it... trying to draw the line between people who don't understand and people who are legitimately filled with hatred and mean harm to people who mm-hmm. are transgender or mm-hmm. who are gay or who are different races or ethnicities. It's really, it's a question of not, it's not always a question of hate. Sometimes it's a question of ignorance and mm-hmm. someone can take down the right path, find a way. Maybe they'll still make, educated. maybe they'll still make their little jokes about it with their drinking buddies mm-hmm. when they're out on Saturday night and they get a couple in them. But maybe there is an opportunity there mm-hmm. for a real for well, so. uh, for human for humanizing rather than mm-hmm. just the stereotype rather than just the butt of the joke you know what i mean for humanizing these people and understanding like for people yo, who don't view them as human. i might not get the trans thing right but i don't want you to have a funeral where you're the guest of honor like do mm-hmm. you really want that do you really want that like i get that you don't accept trans people i get that you don't accept who they are or where they come from or what their struggle is but do you really want to see them dead mm-hmm. and i don't think that's the norm i really don't i, I think it's I, just a problem of ignorance i hope it's not but i don't Okay, so slight right shift here. We're gonna talk about why we're so susceptible to conspiracies. Oh yeah, Jerry's fantastic gears. idea, mm-hmm. but I want to lead up to it because there's something nuts going on right now in the news. Yeah, you gotta preheat the oven before you put that turkey in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right. So let me turn that bitch up to 450. Yeah. Um, which I don't think you cook turkey at 450, right? It's like a three and a quarter thing. I, I haven't cooked a turkey in a while. I have. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's been keep, like a bit low. It's been like 10 years. You, no, you don't want no cookie at turkey. I didn't want no cookie at turkey. I can cook a cookie. You don't want no turkey. I cooked. I've got cookie on the brain. I did hear this thing called turducken, though. I guess they put a duck inside. Oh, we had yeah, one. It's actually Dude, really it's good. So good. It sounds silly. Yeah. It's Mm-mm. delicious. So My mom made it. Is the duck the stuffing? Is that basically what I don't know what the hell's going on. I had no idea. I, I couldn't either. tell you at any point what I was eating. I guess but there was, was bacon so, involved. It was, it was so delicious. good. There was bacon involved. It's good. Oh, yeah? My yeah, mom made one. There was bacon one. involved. Yeah, there was duck, I would do, I'm... pork, and 
There was duck, turkey, and pork in that concoction. Yeah, turducken. I was yeah. skeptical, and then I smelled it, and I was like, I will eat that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom made it and sent a bunch home with us, and like we had it that night for dinner. Oh, my God. It was I'm, so I'm such a I'm such a carnivore. That would uh-huh. be right. I've never had a turducken, but... Any turducken. You should consider it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like a loaf, kind of. Like they like smash it all. Oh, together. it's a loaf of something. <laughs> so <good. laughs> it's a loaf of saturated fat and purine. Fuck yeah. So and good. <laughs> so good. We have no. God on the mind here today. Um, so there is like this really hip looking white balloon that floated across the United States and over a week or two or three or something or Canada or whatever. I, and I only know oh, about this from the back. memes. Oh, geez, what happened over there? She's back. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't back. see nothing. Nothing. She got a little startled by that balloon comment. <laughs> She's uh, looking up. <laughs> I tell you, if nothing else, it has uh, it has inspired some excellent memes. I know that's how yeah. I learned about it was from the memes. I was like, I came home one day and I was like, so was there some like spy balloon? Because I've been reading a bunch of memes about. It. <laughs> yeah, that's how we get our news now. I know. It's better. Well, it's better than yeah. real news. It's yeah, better yeah. this way. It's way more entertaining. But the the point is, why I think this is a good lead in the conspiracies because naturally there's you know. Half the country thinks, you know, it's China trying to, you know, whatever. Other half of the country thinks it's just, oh, it's just a weather balloon that went astray and that it didn't mean us any harm. And there's a little sliver of society believes it's aliens <laughs> because there's subsequently cool. there's been a, a couple other things that have happened since where I think there's they haven't identified them as balloons, but they have shot down unidentified objects mm. over Alaska and the Arctic Sea. I think there's another one in Montana, and now China is saying they have something they're going to shoot down because they don't know what it is. So, well, are you sure that's not uh, like a cover up? Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> well, I wondered if it was a cover up. China. So I just don't know because don't they want they want the balloon back, and yeah, we're not giving it to like, them. We're going to give it back oh. to them. Yeah, okay. We're like you okay. said, you know. Yeah, you said it's not yours. I'm pretty agreeable, and I would not give that thing back. No. 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 no, no, no. Once it's over our airspace, it's ours. Yeah. But they they're no, also saying your that your frisbee went over my fence. <laughs> <laughs> keeping that. Shit. I am but keeping they're it. also saying that is great. there's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. They're they're also saying that there might be a self destruct. Mm-hmm. But like there might be a self-destruct um, mode in it, so that's the scary thing about keeping it. But that also might be a tactic, like give it back because we'll I feel self-destruct like it, reality whatever. Is but a, it's is not an episode of <coughs> Nickelodeon now. There's someone over in China, like sitting there with a little controller. Like, are they going to give it back? I was about to say, are you back? sure there isn't a 13 year old somewhere that's writing right. our lives? Oh, right. that's possible. Too. Well, and it's like I saw a meme. There might be it. a self-destruct mechanism on the balloon. Well, people were saying that it was a new strain of COVID they were going to release what? the balloon over top of the population. <laughs> I heard that wacky <laughs> scenario. Then I. But when I saw the first meme, I said, of course there's a balloon that's Chinese-made that's supposedly a spy balloon over the United States. Of course there is. It's 2023. Since 2020, nothing will surprise me. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. It's, Yeah. It's an episode of Nickelodeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so I missed the whole Nickelodeon thing. I was like, a little bit too old. I don't know. The whole fucking spy balloon, self-destruct mechanism. Yeah. It just sounds like Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I was about to say Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. So, but I guess my point is now, everything, it seems like, 
pretty much anything can happen from celebrities dying to uh, you know politicians um, their motives for doing things everything has to have some kind of crazy unique and weird and sultry backstory because nothing is just because it is nothing's mundane anymore we can't accept that things just are sometimes because they are yeah mm-hmm. shit right? just happens shit just happens there's gotta be something else now don't get me wrong we do ufo shows here we've talked about crazy conspiracies on this show it's it's great conversation and it's kind of fun sometimes to go down rabbit holes but in the end are we now almost on the reverse side where we just can't accept that sometimes things just are what they are and sometimes that most of life when you look out there is kind of mundane so wait, i just yeah. saw this meme recently that said like something like if you go down the rabbit hole and it doesn't lead you to god then you're missing the point and then who was it on oh, was it adam carolla Rogan just had like one of those like MTV guys on his show recently. Adam he Curry. like Adam Curry. There we go. He's awesome. Um, but so his new thing is he found Jesus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and like and Rogan's oh, like missed, and it's brand one. new. It's brand new. Like one. it's one of the newest episodes, and I feel like it's an interesting kind of like it's a it's an interesting take on the whole like meme culture. Where do you so find him at? What? Where do you find him at? Uh, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, maybe uh, I mean, one of those. Like, <laughs> sheets. Father is sheets. Definitely sheets. Yeah, that, I mean, I found those Oreos and sheets. He's waiting on those fries. I'll tell you what, <laughs> that sheet smelled like a freaking He's waiting on those barbecue. fries. I could see, I could see that being Those more. fries are never ready at sheets. No. You Isn't will it? always wait. Yeah, There's so a, I mean, you're going to be there a while, so you may as well find something. Might as well wait with Jesus. Oh, shoot. Yeah. But I think it's like an interesting take on the whole concept because I do feel like so many conspiracy theories are like, you know, just spinning out in all these directions. And I was just like, I don't know, like, why not? Like, why not come back to like just, you know, the kind of the basics in life? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just I've, thought it was kind of nice. I've never understood why, you know, often now we're on two sides of the fence here, why there's always science and there's God. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you look into both, yeah, you see them how in each other. Closely, I, I don't see how you couldn't believe I in either. So yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. And that, I so agree. that's why it's it's that always has been off the charts to me. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the universe and mm-hmm. some of the scientific things, as small as mm-hmm. you, you know, I love the. Wax intellectual with the quantum shit. <laughs> well, that's what I was, I, mean, right. I, you know, I was gonna. I was gonna serve that up to you on a silver platter, and the I was gonna say that when shit. quantum entanglement, all the quantum shit, when, when uh, quantum became a part of, that was the only book physics, I've suggested that I actually read. Which one? Yeah. What the bleep do we know? Oh about yeah. Quantum oh, yeah. So, the, so nothing is as it seems. There's no mm-hmm. logic in quantum science. It's so. It's about predictability and probability. It's a very different model than what we've had since no, science no. became, no. Well, you know, scientific scientific like a right. thing. It's you not know, the scientific method. well, like the Newtonian model: what goes yep. up must come down, yep. and the, the yep. way you know time is linear. Um, and I remember he, like reading in that book; it was called "What the Bleep Do We Know." It was great. They had mm-hmm. a documentary too. Which oh, the, was also the movie really was so good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really Part of the Jerry Book Club. I gotta watch that. This is that. the one got... book I'll recommend on this show that I actually <laughs> read. <laughs> the Jerry Mulligan Book Club is usually <laughs> books we've heard. I heard it was books really we, good. Books <laughs> we own but have never read. <laughs> I didn't even own the one. No, the, um, I pulled Future Shock out and set it on top of the bookshelf. And yeah, she tried to tempt me with it. I still haven't read no, it. Anyway. I, I read it either. thinking you guys read it, and then I came and you guys were like, "Weren't you surprised?" We own it. 
You know, like, <laughs> sat there that whole thing. No, but what I it was said, like, I need somebody to talk to. <laughs> you know what it, it, it's it's funny because it looks like we read it because I think we must have bought there. it at like a secondhand store, so it's all like yeah. worn, and so you would think that we did, but no. You no. know what's funny too is that my my brother, who's very into like the you know quantum visit, like all that stuff, I just got done watching the Umbrella Academy. And it's like all this, like the grandpa, the grandfather theory of like if you go back in time and kill your your grandfather, grandfather, do you exist? Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. And it's all creating paradoxes. Right. It's all time travel, basically. And it's very good to me. I was wondering if it was. I started watching it because Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance, which is Patrick's (laughs) idol, uh, wrote it, wrote the. I don't know it, and it it's a slow burn. It it wasn't very good at the beginning, I don't think. But anyway, it's it's all of that. So I was like, you know, talking to my brother, and I was like, did you watch? And it's it's superheroish, and he and I have always been into that. You know, we grew up in the '80s. We liked all that shit. So I was like, did you ever watch The Umbrella Academy? It kind of reminds me of Heroes, this show we used to watch back in the day. And he's like, oh, does it have a bunch of time travel and stuff? Because he's like, I'm so burnt out on all that stuff. And I was like, it does. It does. It does kind of stress you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're it trying was... to like piece all that alternate timeline shit together. Yeah. I right. Know it's mean. not just a kick your feet up and relax and enjoy type of deal. Mm-hmm. Figuring it Inst- out. Interstellar yeah. was like, messed me up too. Like, I, yeah. I, I, it's a I did great yeah. movie. It's it was a lot. Yeah. It was hard for me to put enough it, mental energy in there to really understand it all. Inception yeah. was kind of like that. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. I've That's watched that great. movie so many times. The world just kept flipping, turning yeah. around. Yeah, it was like a dream inside of a dream. Yeah, it was a great cast. It really was. And when you're. I fucking love Ed Hardy. Oh yeah, he's just Tom Hardy. Uh, I like Ed Hardy too. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> that shit went out. Man. That shit went out. <laughs> I don't know celebrities' names. I sound like an idiot. I don't and like, Joseph like Gordon-Levitt and I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot Page, who is it's, also in the. With me, it's always that one guy who was in this movie. She, she transitioned, uh, right? Yeah, I was about to say she was Ellen Page in that, but she's also she's in the Umbrella Academy, and she transitioned in the show. Oh, no so, shit. Because the first... Oh, they wrote it into the show. They did. Nice. Um, oh, that's cool. I guess they kind of had no choice there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, this is happening. She's kind of forced her hand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a great cast. But, like, when you're watching, like, Inception or Interstellar, like, it makes so much sense as you're watching it and you're immersed in it. And then you try it. and explain and it then, like, I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. Like, if someone would ask me and try and challenge me my beliefs on this, then I'm just... I, and I run into the same issue with God. And that, that's funny because, like, I feel like... I'm just like, well, like, I don't know why I believe. I'm like, I could tell you. You shouldn't that have to explain it. I could though. tell you about a million yeah, experiences I've faith. had. Yeah, but, like, exactly. Belief. Like, that's like where, like, they call it a leap of faith for a reason. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. where um, agnostics and atheists will come in and say, look, I'm not challenging, I'm not questioning your beliefs. I'm challenging mm-hmm. your beliefs. You know, if yeah, you yeah. can't qualify yeah. for me, it's just an idea in your head. Like, mm-hmm. I just believe in pink elephants just because I can. Because you can't fuck. What the fuck can you do about it? <laughs> you can't do anything the, about it. It's true. A lot of, like... Can you qualify? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think some people with the quest for God thing, they are presenting the opposite viewpoint. And, a lot of... Well, I was just going to say what you were saying earlier about the pure hatred. A lot of the justification for that is people misinterpreting, in my opinion, some of the things that they believe they're faith brings them to mm, yeah mm. yeah honestly like the reason we have left churches like honest has like a lot of times been because of the whole gay marriage thing i just feel like i'm like 
it's hard to to like lock into like you know a group or a belief system whenever you kind of keep running up against this like mm-hmm. fundamental thing where I'm like, well, why these people aren't welcome here? That's what I mean. Like, right. why exactly? Are they, like, right. we should try to like help them. And I'm like, uh, what about the people who enjoy shellfish and mixing their fabrics? Are we going to help them too? Yeah, exactly. right. you know? <laughs> read, read Leviticus. Yes, I think right. it's Leviticus. Yeah. 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 Like and, everything uh, you could ever want is probably a sin. So well, on that premise, I was talking to my mom. Sorry, mom. I'm getting my weekly dose of Catholicism in our conversation. <laughs> but I guess the Pope just made some uh, declaration that now something is okay in the Catholic religion. Like, Which um, thing? Because they were losing remember? too many members, I bet. Yeah. Oh, that Catholic was army, it, it, the numbers it, were going was down. Was it gay marriage? Oh, I think was it was it? gay marriage. I didn't catch this latest episode well, of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a trip. My point to you is, I, I walked out of there going, this is exactly why I've always pushed back, because it's now one man, a mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. making a decision for... It's like he wrote a memo. Billions like, of people. Well, check this out. We wrote an addendum like, to this chapter. <laughs> exactly right. Like I, It's like, you know, and now it's all of a sudden, all these years you lived your life that, that gay behavior is a... Not a Christian, but a Catholic, that that is a born behavior, right? We yeah. mistranslated. And all of a sudden now... All that's gone. Now it's all yeah. okay. Because it one be. man right. said it's okay. It can be. Yeah, a little side. Sorry about that. You can do it same sex. It's confusing to you me. You just can't have the same name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just said I, the stupidest I, thing I, I could think No, you're understand. right. Because that's like, you know, that's what it comes down <laughs> I don't to. Understand. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't get it. But anyways, yeah. That's, any hoozle. But anyways. Yeah, but did, do you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, too? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of – people find a lot of hope in religion. Mm-hmm. They find – Sure. It's being hyper-focused. Like, I swear to God, that whole book, there's like one passage in there, and it says like – I don't even think it forbids the ladies from getting together. It just Mm-mm. says that's not like man shall not lay with man. Yeah, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> But out of this whole yeah. book, there's one passage, and yeah, it's like, exactly. wh- where's the hyper focus on? I don't know. Pick any random. Like passage. you said, the shellfish thing. I mean, like you know, it's like I'm like I don't know. Like drink I've water eaten. from thine own yeah. fountains and cisterns. Yeah. Like yeah. let's hyper focus that. Yeah. What, you had a glass of water at your buddy's house. Oh no. You what? Can't, you can't do that. No, you're supposed to drink from your own yeah. fountains and <laughs> yeah. cisterns. You didn't read this chapter. No, you're going to hell Put for that, that glass. You're Put going that. to hell for that glass of water. Actually, we, well, we're all. I'm so that's confused. a that's a first. There's a first. Yeah. Talk about it, mm-hmm. drinking, and it, there's a metaphorical thing there. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, it's but with this one, it's hard and staunch, and there's no forgiveness. <laughs> there's no way around it. Like, well, the the old thing, it, it kind of came from any sexual act is to pro- procreate. procreate. Yeah. So yeah, but there's a lot more people yeah. now. Yeah, that's what well, I mean. Like, yeah, that's what it, it's a. I think it's adaptable to right. Like back the in the day, you needed those little efforts to run the farm yeah, and do the right. chores, and yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I really think that probably comes back because there's a there's some chapter in there about like not having sex on your period, and it's like, well, you couldn't conceive then, so like they were probably that's, like, yeah, yeah. like, well, yeah, sex well, wasn't supposed to be pleasurable. Right? Yeah, yeah, this that only incidentally feels good. Yeah, that's not the point of this. Yeah, like that's not whatsoever. And meanwhile, like that's the whole thing, and that's where I feel like people like really miss the point with God because like God didn't put us in these bodies with like these sensations to have us constantly like at odds with ourselves as far mm-hmm. as enjoyment and yes like there should be like some kind of I'm picturing the end of what? Devil's Advocate what look 
but don't, don't touch. touch. Touch, but don't taste. Don't taste. 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 Don't, don't swallow. swallow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the goof of all time. Oh man. But it's maybe I maybe like that's maybe I'd be a really good arguer for the devil, but at the same time, like I feel like that's why like you know there are things of like gluttony and like lust and sloth because it's very different it's a very different sloth i love sloth mm. <laughs> yeah but, but just think what a sin what did you do fucking nothing <laughs> <laughs> why are you in hell again <laughs> nothing nothing they are the coolest sleep yeah. the sloth is the coolest God, animal. you can tell why he's, you can tell a sloth is biblical just look yeah. at it mm. just like, look he's at like, it he's like oh yeah. yeah especially the three-toed sloth yeah <laughs> But it's just, that's the point that I'm making, though, is it's like, you know, if you, it, there's just, there's a difference, and that's why I think they're, like, the point of, like, identifying sin, <laughs> oh, jeez, that, that's so uncomfortable, yeah. is important because, and this is one thing my grandfather, who was, like, a super staunch, like, Roman Catholic, did kind of, like, impart on me that I actually thought made a lot of sense, is the term sin just means to miss the mark. That's yeah, what sin I means. was about to say that's another thing. And so it's not so much for... it's not a really even a moral thing. It like mm-hmm. really that's what it means. And so it's like anytime you like people sin all the time like you don't you just don't get it right all the time. So it's like this, these aren't like mortal issues sometimes. These aren't like th- like what did I call it like a they're not like a mortal offense Mission all the time. Mission critical. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So wait a second. Is that where you go to confession and you have to say seven Hail Marys as opposed to three based upon the veracity of oh, the sin? I never got any of that. I right? Don't I don't know how that works. Well, and <laughs> I'm you know not what sure movie I'm how to dole of. out the Harry Ma- the, the <laughs> <Harry> <laughs> <Mary>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk today. <laughs> Who gave you a microphone? <laughs> Shut him up. <laughs> Say seven Harry Marys. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, we go now. This is great. I was about to say. Well, we you might not go to hell for marrying the same sex, yeah, but, like but seven, we definitely are going to hell. Where's our hand basket? We're going to hell. That would make a great T-shirt. Holy Harry Mary. <laughs> 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 or a stupid saying when you're flabbergasted. Holy Harry Mary. God Almighty. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. Say seven Harry Marys. <laughs> this is the intellectual section. To our fathers. This is the intellectual section of the show. Yeah, if, uh, if you made it this far, God help you. This is as highbrow as it gets. <laughs> yeah. so the, oh, so We're already praying for you. Isn't that interesting how like we just assume? <laughs> so no, wait, hold on, hold on. Let's, I'm not going to like let this particular topic die yet. Back so, it up. Yeah, my bad. I kind of so, right. <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. So last last night. I'm sorry if I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Everybody laughs at Harry Mary. <laughs> My bad. Uh, maybe one of those, one of those gifts that the Wiseman brought was a, a set of razors. <laughs> Anyways, that's how razors were introduced. That is biblical time. Sure, the Wiseman. Yep. Uh, but I was watching like the trailers, deciding on a movie to watch last night. And of course, my latest pastime is to spend two hours watching trailers and yeah. fall asleep. Yeah. So, <laughs> never really get to. So, it. Yeah, you never yeah. get that. You have all these little two-minute mini movies uh-huh. that you watch, but you never really see an actual movie. Sure. Yeah. But I I saw in this list of five. 500 science fiction movies on Verizon. I'm scrolling through and I saw, oh, the original Planet of the Apes. Cool. Let me see what the trailer is like. So oh, there's man. like Charles and Heston, and I think it's something Montgomery is the woman. Wait, is this the original you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the woman is like st- 
stunningly beautiful, beautiful tan legs, you know, like, and I, I'm sitting there staring at this going, so wait a second, he's clean shaven, her legs look buttery smooth, her hair is perfect, like, no one's going to believe this. He's like, and, and, you know, in the Planet of the Apes, how did they all shave themselves? How did they all take care of themselves so well? They're, they're in the- oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, they're on another planet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You see that all the time with movies. You're like, yeah. when, when did she have time to do her makeup? Yeah. She yeah. just woke up. Yeah, I agree. Right, yeah. No, I don't think about that. Maybe well, that's what I liked about that movie. Was it was up in Bridesmaids when they show her on the date with the guy, and she, like, has her, like, a little alarm goes off at, like, 4 a.m. She, like, oh, sneaks yeah. out of bed. She brushes her teeth, and she, like, does her mascara and just puts, like, a tiny lip gloss. Then she, like, gets next to him, and she's like, like wakes him up all like like yeah, subtly like she like, just woke oh, up oh hi and I'm like yeah no one wakes up looking like this yeah no no and then so he told he, her to get out yeah he's yeah. like and then, he, <laughs> and then she wasn't his like number three anymore <laughs> she's like ooh he was like did you did you stay over he didn't even know she slept there Conspiracies. Anyway. <laughs> Grabbing the bus. All right, all right. Driving get, the bus get us over back here. On, get us back it's hard to reel us back. Good in. luck. Yeah, well, that's a conspiracy of how they shave themselves in the biblical times. Mm, I, I like that better than some of the other ones I've read about yeah. recently. Yeah, I want to know where the razors came from for sure. Flat Earth. What? Flat Earth. Flat Earth, what about We're falling it? off. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think we pretty yeah. much fell off the night here. I can't remember. <laughs> Admiral, Admiral Bird. I, again, with getting your news from the memes, it was something like, it was a snippet where it was someone from the Flat Earth Society saying, people all around the globe now believe in flat earth. <laughs> they like highlighted all around the globe. <laughs> That's just a euphemism. That's not. Don't, so, don't, that wasn't so, meant to be taken literally. So let me ask you this. Is the earth just not exciting enough as yes. it sits that we have to create a backstory and drama with every yes. little thing yeah. to keep ourselves entertained? Don't I think you do so. that to people when like you're like, like I feel like people watching? I want to know what's going on with them. Like, I don't just, like, think of... Like, when I, like, just see a random really? person, I never think of them... Like, if I actually hone in them, on them long enough to, like, acknowledge them, it's not like I see them as, like, two-dimensional. You know what I mean? I don't maybe, like, have a whole story for every person, but, like, even, like, whenever... I don't know. Perfect I just, example it, it, is when you've heard someone's voice but never seen them. Yeah, And yeah. you don't even realize until you see them that you had a picture in your head of what of they were going to look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just natural. We don't deal with the unknown well. Mm-mm. That was yeah. tough on dating. Yeah. Mm. Like, online dating. I'll that bet. was, that was yeah. a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Phone yeah. calls or something. And it's Harry <laughs> Mary. Oh, <laughs> it's Harry Mary. Oh, boy. Yeah, it, I, I think, like I said earlier, people do not... They're... <laughs> Their identity is not good enough just being who they are. They have to be better, smarter than the next person. So hmm. so we're in, a, we're in so an embellishment mode? Yeah. Whatever's given to them is like, I don't accept that. So that's that the crux because of conspiracy theory. I know and, something and fear. you don't know. Yeah. I know something you don't know. I yeah. think so. And think? and fear. Some people, it's like an anxiety, like, yeah. what if this balloon is this? And what if this balloon is this? And what if we're going to go to, you know what I mean? I think there's that. But I also think there's a lot of like, you're not fooling me. I'm smarter than you. And I'm smarter than the government. And I'm smarter than the person down the street. I and think, I'm oh, interesting. The mistrust, though. You know what I mean? I think that's well, like, I think that's well There should be a healthy distrust in why? things. That's what I mean. Yeah. Why do so many people have this feeling like, 
we're being lied I to. I know I'm being lied to about not just one thing, but all most of it. things. Well, right. I think that's most of society, and I have yeah, a very yeah. healthy. I have much more skepticism today than I sure. did at the start of 2020. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. And that's that right. not a political statement. Believe me, it has nothing to do with a particular political it's party, just a common sense or thing. A, any group of people. It's just what I've observed because yeah. all the weirdest shit imaginable. Well, I and mean, then like they the, admitted UFOs during this time too, and nobody cared about like, it. Like the whole like <clears throat> the trajectory of this very topic literally led from you know people kind of having all these like random like weird ideas about stuff to then the very concept of conspiracy theories being like illegal. Like you know what I yeah. mean? Like if you if you are someone that like it's become kind of a thing that if you're like they've like coined the term and like managed to like make it synonymous with like you know a very undesirable kind of like thing you know what i mean it's like you're it's, if you're some right. if like and i feel like that was super intentional because i feel like the whole point of behind like coming up with these conspiracy theories is the idea of like okay we're going to figure out what's really going on right. and i think that yeah. there like there has to be something really going on and i'm sorry like i don't believe that the government even really like you don't have special clearances for things like for there to not be something to have a clearance for, right? You know what I Absolutely. mean? Like that's just yeah. it's like you know you Good can't point. you well, can't get tactically it. though. We don't want everyone knowing where the nukes are at. That, well, I was about to but say, but I mean, I feel like there's just different types of that kind of stuff going on in all facets of sure. government. I agree with that. I was just you know counterpoint. I'm Mr. Yeah. Devil's Advocate today. Okay, He's I like Mr. it. Yeah. Is society just not entertaining enough? Isn't life? Because I think life's pretty damn entertaining if you pay attention. It's funny as shit. I mean, you'll find sadness too, but I think generally life's pretty funny. Yeah, but this is real life entertainment. People are projecting this onto the real world, not just entertainment with movies or jokes or performances. I asked Rocco this on podcast. Will there be. Will truth matter? in a couple more years truth has never mattered will it no. will it matter in terms of our decision making process and how we maneuver every day case in point like anything that we see on the news now you will have a portion of the population that will not believe that it's being told to them correctly maybe Here, for, who knows but, here's what i've always said though <clears throat> like cat owners have you ever locked a cat outside of a door Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just to say, just they today, have to actually. know what's they behind that door. They have to know what's behind that door, right. and they drive themselves crazy mm-hmm. just because you closed that door. Mm-hmm. Do they pause need... underneath of it? <laughs> Do you want them to get everything that's behind that door? No. Sometimes it's like I, I think there's an entitlement thing that goes with it too, where people are like, "You're not telling me something, and I need to know." Not everybody can handle the truth. Like masses can't always handle the truth. They feel like it's their right. And it is our right to know a lot of things that are probably being held from us. But Bless you. excuse me. Yeah, who killed you Kennedy? But well, that's honestly I, they were just saying that on a, on a show I was listening to too. That like that's basically like one of the accepted things now is that the CIA had something to do with Kennedy's murder. Like, yeah. the, and that's almost like common knowledge now. Like, and it's been purported and by we so just many accept people. It's as, as probability because we're none of us are, are shocked or surprised. CIA by. is the favorite whipping boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they are. They it are. was and always the what? CIA. And they like it. No matter what happened, it was the fucking CIA. But uh, it, it doesn't help that they have so many things that like are on record as proven real. 
like the yeah. CIA yeah, crack, yeah. the CIA just, crack they connection. Just, they, they, they were literally going UFOs are a thing, and no sure. one gave a fuck. No, I mean that's something that was behind a closed door. But I'm talking about the CIA doing things that harmed United States yeah. citizens. Oh, we've like been doing that for the CIA crack connection. Decades. You know where they literally went in. Like how did they suddenly go from freebasing to making crack cocaine? How did someone just were they just like? Mixing their cocaine up, and they were like, you know what, this needs some baking soda. Oh, that's going to make it real good. And it was like, no, the CIA, it's a matter of record. It's yeah. not a conspiracy oh, theory. That, yeah. the L- that's what I mean. It sounds, the thing. it sounds like the typical conspiracy theory that you would hear of. Mm-hmm. Oh, the CIA went into impoverished and, neighborhoods infiltrated and showed them with, disenfranchised yeah. people how to make crack cocaine and essentially made an entire generation of of. Yep. Uh, prison attendees right around the time that private prisons became a thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That sounds like it's all a matter of public record. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely for real. It was testified <laughs> about. It was proven. It wasn't well, made a huge deal of uh-huh. uh, that I can remember. MK Ultra, like that's mm-hmm. yeah. that's well documented. You, like, they and like they literally created but they assassins. Said, they stopped doing that. Oh, they stopped, oh yeah, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, they stopped no. doing that. No, why would they do that? Oh, stuff? they stopped. Doing yeah, that. like why <laughs> would you? Why would you keep using a technology that you spent so much time developing? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, like, like take something like voting. Like decades prior, election would happen. You know, if it didn't go your way, you know, maybe people. Were, People get kind of bitter, I guess. People are disappointed, but life went on. You accepted the results, and it went on. Now entitlement. Now, if my guy or gal loses, it was stolen from them. It was stolen from me. I will find a way to, in my mind. There's no way people weren't thinking <clears throat> like me. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things. I hate that egocentrism right I mm-hmm. hate that phrase he's just saying what everybody else is thinking she's just saying what everybody else is thinking mm-hmm. I'm like nine times out of ten the people say that I'm not thinking like you so I wish she wouldn't <laughs> say that so it wasn't that. what I was thinking I right think. like I don't know <laughs> but the, like the truth like if you case in point so this balloon's over right and is it well I, is I, it I, done I did they shoot it down I, well, I don't know it's probably we didn't know it tomorrow they didn't want to shoot but, it down because they didn't know what it was going to well, maybe come out I'm of it I'm just yeah. saying that Whatever the government officially says, it was a observational balloon. We've identified it from China. It wandered in. The, this is say they they say this. It wandered into our airspace. We took it down across an ocean. I'm just saying. I if know. they said this, and they and that was their official stance. The U.S. government's official stance on this episode is the following: seven <laughs> percent of the people believe it as written. And the rest of it will have their other versions of what really happened. Yeah. That's how suspicious we are of mm-hmm. fucking everything now. And I think well, right so, elections the same thing. That's scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? I definitely have been scary. like, is this it's very like scary? Yeah, I think it's, not not a Trojan horse in the way that it's a gift, but it, you know, my mind went to like, are we being tricked? Where they just sent something over, knowing that we're going to be like, we're going to keep it and not give it back. And then, like I said, does it self-destruct? Does it release something? You know what I mean? But going back it's just to a the, fear. Going mm-hmm. back to the election thing for a second. So I was not really paying deep attention about the whole voter fraud thing in regards to machines and companies involved. Because everybody was going down a rabbit hole that the machines mm-hmm. were fraudulent and Trump was throwing a negative out there to poison the well. And the Democrats are, you know, in certain cities, dead people were voting and they poisoned the well. The point is... I went to vote, and I remember voting being like with old mechanical machines. I'm old. And then it went to digital machines, you know, a decade or two ago, and that was accepted. But this last time I went in, not aware of all the really diving deeply into the 
the aggravation of all the consternation of people hating the process, now I notice they're going to hand me a piece of paper. And I filled out with a number two pencil, like a little thing. And then they got a worker came and took me by the arm and I slid this paper through what basically was a a high-tech mimeograph machine. And the paper kicked out the other side, going somewhere I have no idea. My point was now I'm suspect. You showed me an archaic way that, that went against technology. Now I look at that as something being new. I had to turn off my brain and say, oh, I'm sure it's legit. But I immediately went to, you know what? This is not real safe. I don't think there's any built-in mechanisms. How is this any more true of a system than the digital screen I touched or the machine that I pulled the lever? It's funny. It reminds me you brought up a topic. Do you think people are no longer as trusting you brought that yeah, topic up. Yeah, yeah, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what's interesting? And I think Just that was your first thought. You're like, they're, they're fucking me somehow. Because well, <laughs> well, it didn't look very secure. Like, we were supposed to secure our voting system and secure mm-hmm. the process to make it their integrity. Yeah. We went backwards yeah. observationally. Now, maybe it's a great system. Yeah. But observationally, to me, I'm like, yeah. how can this piece of paper I filled out with a number two pencil that I got a, a worker took me by the arm, was looking at who I voted? I wasn't great, crazy about that. The worker was looking yeah. at who I voted. Mm-hmm. And then help me shove it through a mimeograph yeah, machine. Yeah, it's supposed to be anonymous. Yeah. It's yeah. like the secret ballot. Again, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything goofy. But it, the on a, you know, initial impression, it looked like we went backwards. So here I am, not really a conspiracy theorist when it comes to voting stuff. Now I have a little taint in my head. Uh-huh. Well, Real so remember, yeah. I think we were talking about this a while ago. And this was something, we, we, what did we watch that show? The American Americans? The Americans. So it was all about like, um, what were they called? They were spies. I know, but what was the the Russian? Was that a series? Yes. What were they called? Like they keep accusing Putin of being part of it back in the day. Oh, the KGB. KGB. They were sleeper cells or something, right? Yeah, yeah. But so they were spies. The whole point was basically like one of the things that came out. Like I started doing like a little bit of research on just like that whole time period while we were watching it, and one of the things that was like really prevalent and just the whole concept of you know, just like Russian infiltration in our system essentially was that the only thing it would take to destroy democracy would be to destroy the idea of democracy because democracy is an idea. And like one of the fundamental, you know, values in democracy is a free system of government that we have, the people have the right. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not saying it right. So if we come to mistrust our voting yes. mechanisms you know that, that if we come to mistrust the idea that we even actually have a say in our government then the very idea of democracy becomes questionable right and mm-hmm. so many people now like you know will just offhandedly basically be like almost like oh you americans and your freedom or like you know and it's mm-hmm. this it's this kind of joke or like like i said i keep hearing all these things about like we're living under capitalism and all this stuff things that were like touted as very like you know like Good fundamental Those were positives at one things yes. about America, yes. like hey, we like yeah. we have a free society. We, we live in a democracy. Yep. We have we have the opportunity to live with capital, like live in a capitalist society where we can control our destiny, all this stuff. And now there's just this like idea mm-hmm. that all of these things are actually not really a good thing. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's an idea. I don't know how that's proliferated too deeply in society, but there's elements of society to believe. For sure. I think that's it's becoming bad now. It's definitely becoming oh, yeah. more and more prevalent. Yeah, like, capitalism mm-hmm. is kind of a dirty word in mm-hmm. 
Not my, and not so my is, sphere. And It'll honestly, and so sure, is understood. So is freedom. Like the idea of that, like that freedom. That won't be either my, my sphere. Like people don't really believe in like a free society anymore. Like it's a, greater good. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like they want, they don't want a free society. They like you said, they want like a society. And how that's, that, And how do you feel about that? Socialism. So, or just, or just yeah. the concept of the greater good, because it's certainly being floated about. We've used that, and I've Whoa. used that too in terms of describing like being kind to people and so forth. I've made the mistake because that means something else. But I use it in my conversation, the greater good, because you want yeah. people to generally treat people great, you know. Well, there we even in hmm, blah. <laughs> I can't talk today. I'm sorry. What, what I was going to say from the beginning of of our you know, our free society and our, mm-hmm. our um, democratic uh, form of government. There's always been the idea, and I don't remember, it was one of them things you learn in history class and then forget immediately. You know, we have <laughs> certain philosophers um, that came up with certain ideas that we adopted, and the idea is my right to swing my fist ends where the other person's nose begins. Mm-hmm. So there you have... Yeah greater good that was worked into the system certainly of government you know certainly. what i mean good, good um, analogy but the point is you know when it's not when it's something as simple as me swinging my fist and clocking somebody in the nose okay that's assault you're going to jail when it's um say certain businesses and or uh, the way uh, lobbyists work yeah corruption uh, baked in yeah when you have things that aren't as easy to identify Absolutely. Mm-hmm. and isolate as something that for the unwashed masses yeah there you go um it seems like you know in a lot of ways i'm not for uh like classism you know what i mean mm-hmm. pitting people who don't have enough against those who are very successful maybe this guy worked this, this person worked their yeah. ass off you know people are always like can you believe the disparity between a ceo and between the average worker and i'm like yes, do you I know can. what a ceo has <laughs> to yeah. like know do every day and, you know, this person's <laughs> groomed them for this position there and they didn't just find somebody and be like hey come on over here we want you to make like 85 times or 150 Mm -hmm. times more than the average worker simply because we're going to pick your name out of a hat like a ceo doesn't have a vacation a ceo goes on vacation answers texts and emails and has Mm -hmm. to respond to different situations pretty much all day long on vacation just happening Mm -hmm. to be in a tropical space or wherever they spend their vacation Um, I'm not necessarily someone who believes in class warfare. Right. But when we're talking about, you know, um, what you'd consider to be like the top 1% of society, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Families who have been invested in mm-hmm. Washington for years and years and have had a strong hand in our politics. Certainly. Dating back like three, four generations more, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just the lie that we're told that it's a broken system. Anybody could be president. You could be. I remember I said this yeah, on, yeah. on the show before. Ah, you could be president. What the fuck? You good? You can't be president. <laughs> you are not going to. Be president. I can't. I think I stole it off somebody. But yeah, yeah. It, the, be it's true. You're not. You're not going to be president. No. The people who are president are going to private schools from the time they're five years old, being mm-hmm. groomed to possibly be the president. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. as much as I don't believe in class warfare. I do believe that there is, you know, like... An, There's a pecking order. It's not just a pecking order. I believe that there is a certain echelon of society that just, they live it. I know I stole this one from that movie, Swordfish. They live in a world beyond our world. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that everything is constant conspiracy theories, but I know I made this point on a prior show. When you have work going on somewhere and you have a company, like, there's always, like... 
key group members. There's always like a core group of those who are working together that make the majority of the decisions, who lead Mm -hmm. and um, steer the direction that the company is going. And you don't tell your average worker like everything about your strategy and what's going on. It's not even necessarily, in my opinion, about conspiracy (laughs) theories as much as it is the fact that you, in any institution or societal structure or even group of people, there's going to be some form of elite. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way it is. Now, do you believe that all that elite shit going on behind closed doors has all of our best interests at heart? Good for you. Do I believe that? No, that's not human nature. Human nature is to take for oneself. We do it without even realizing we're doing it. We vie for position um, in small social situations. We do it at work. Like everybody, I mean, if you're not looking out for yourself, who's looking out for you then? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're going to be bumping into walls and you're not going to get very far. Like these people who are at the top, so to speak, they're very successful. It doesn't happen by accident. Yes, they have advantages from the time that they're very young, but they're also bred and groomed to be able to survive in this world because their world is a dog-eat-dog world even more than ours is. Sure. Um, And it's the idea that there, do you believe there is a curtain do you believe that there are things going on behind the scenes that maybe don't have your best interests at heart? Why would you not believe that? That's human nature. Like mm-hmm. it is human nature to grab somebody and have a private conversation. Absolutely. Like, you know what? They're all talking to McDonald's and I don't want to go to fucking McDonald's. I hate fucking McDonald's. So you're going to be like, McDonald's makes my stomach hurt or I have an allergy to fucking, I don't know, fake meat or something. <laughs> Soy. I know. And I'm being kind of ridiculous, but it's the point that. I think it used to be taught in schools that everything that's happened in human history happened because it, a person or a group of people conspired for it to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't just happen out of nowhere. It didn't just, babe, magically that's we had, point. you know what I mean? Uh, this system of government or this law was passed or this mm-hmm. system of doing things became the prevalent way of doing things. It happened because someone or a group of someone's pushed and worked in, in um you know, even if you wouldn't call it manipulating the system, they went about in such a way that they made it happen. Mm-hmm. Intentionality. So mm-hmm. if you believe that and you recognize that there's just a certain class of people who don't, you know, they don't walk to work unless they <laughs> want to, you know, and I'm talking about like the families who have had a hand in politics since time out of mind or, or families that are just so ultra wealthy, like you really can't even quantify how much wealth they even own. Um, you know, I said it before, you have, what was it, less than 1% of the world's population controlling, what is it, like 97% crazy, of the yeah, world's yeah. wealth? Like, yeah. it's, it's not, not it's an not accident. accident yeah. It doesn't uh-huh. happen on accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think that it's, it is human nature to recognize, like, I mean, like that because that has, like, come to light, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just documented fact, Um for there to be, you know, even for people that are not necessarily, quote, like struggling, there's a recognition that this is a system that maybe is just, you could say rigged or whatever, but then at the same time, it stands to question, or for me at least, like I've come to recognize that, not that I like want someone else making decisions for me, but that like, there are times that I am grateful that the burden of these decisions yeah. is not on my shoulders. and. For whatever that's worth, I don't know that that makes me ignorant. No, I think Um, you're hitting at the idea of like a true democracy because true democracy is everybody votes on everything versus a representative government where it's like we can't ask every single freaking person (laughs) about every single law that's going to get passed. 
You know what I mean? That's yeah. the difference between, I think they call it a true democracy or maybe a pure democracy and like a representative I, democracy. Right. I definitely think if we're the, like, if we're the cat that's locked outside of that door, there's multiple, multiple reasons we're not allowed on the other side of that door for our own good, for somebody else's good. There's yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I guess that's where maybe that's the key difference between people who would at least entertain the idea of conspiracy theories versus people who think that's like some kind of wacko mental disorder is you recognize there's a locked door. Maybe you don't. You think you know everything and see it clearly like I don't. Like I mm-hmm. I do have a mistrust of the media. Mm-hmm. You know? sure. Of course. And I don't. Why would you not? I don't want to get pigeonholed as somebody who thinks I know better than a doctor or right. I know better than someone who's got a political science degree. Like, I don't have one of those. Mm-mm. But there's a system in place, and it's just if you look throughout history, the haves have gone about in such a way to preserve their wealth, to of preserve course. their power, and to preserve their privilege and their status in society. And so looking back at this history – at a history lesson that just goes without saying, all the way back to the monarchs and the feudal society, um, do you think that that like human part of human nature to hold on to what we have and to look out for your buddies and your family and to pass on what you have to your own kin to and, and preserve it within your own group of people who all look out for one another? Do you really think that game just like stopped getting played? And I think that's where class warfare comes in because I really think that. Um, you know, there's this prevalent idea that like, oh, the one that sits at the top just sits on his ass and his daddy handed him his company and they've had money in the family for years and they have all these advantages that I didn't have. And there's some truth to that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like someone who goes to a, a mega expensive private school and mm-hmm. gets that education from the time they're four or five years old versus someone who has to go to public schools. Hell yes, they've got more advantages. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got damn right. Of course they do. You know, and they're going to grow up into a world where they have, I think part of it is we look at it as as networking you know what i mean where i mean you're in real estate here you know like you get to know people not because you want to step on their heads but when you're in a professional sphere like i'm going to seek i've done it i'm going to seek out the connections that can benefit me and there's a friendship there's like a um that's business that's business you know what i mean there's a um there's a rapport that develops there and um you know, when you're hooked into these certain like groups and you have these certain connections, certain doors open for you that would be closed to you no otherwise. No so doubt. really, people look at it like, oh, you believe there's these card-carrying members of this secret society that are trying to F everybody else over? And it's like, not necessarily. They just live in a different world as the rest it's of us. It's not that secret. Their, their, <laughs> yeah. their opportunities are different. Yeah, and yeah. they decide things that we don't get to decide. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. And if you really believe that your best interests are hurt, and I think that's where we get like um, young people splitting off and saying, well, I'm for socialism because that's all the greater good. And it's like... There's still someone... On paper, yeah. on paper, there's that is still, true. There's still a hierarchy. Uh, and yeah. still gonna, someone's calling the shots. I, I'll okay. call myself out because you're like, well, what do you think of that? And I was like, well, what we've been hitting towards, in my opinion, is socialism. What do I think about that? I think it relies on, I'm sorry, the fallacy of the benevolent authority. That somewhere yeah, there's no such thing. Somewhere there's a group of people who are so benevolent mm-hmm. that we can have a system where everything is doled out for us and we don't have a free market. We don't mm-hmm. have the opportunity to go and chase our own marbles. Somebody else is going to be in charge mm-hmm. of how many marbles we each get. I'm sorry, like where we're at in, 
I guess, spiritual development or moral development or whatever you want to talk about us as a society. I don't think we're to the point yet where we have a truly moral authority, a truly benevolent group that's going to be like, we have the power. You don't need to worry about it. We're going to take care of you. So I'm not saying it can never happen. I look around and I don't think we're there. Well, so we don't. I agree. And that's that's probably because of the human condition. And because we don't, I'd rather, being that all things being equal, we don't have that benevolent group. I'd rather be in a somewhat capitalistic society than socialistic or communistic or enter some metamorphosis between the two of them. Because in the end, it's my best hope for living an industrious life. And, and having my efforts rewarded. Sure. There is just, you like, even amongst all of us who are only really, like, vying for the 3% of the wealth that we all have access to, because 97% is in a whole <laughs> other echelon that we don't have access to. Sure. I think there is some concept or idea, and I, don't think, I think it's ill-founded and incorrect, but I think that among certain people, there is this idea that somehow toppling the system that we have in place is going to f- somehow like funnel additional yeah. wealth that we're way. going to end up with a better system but once we completely destroy but this I, one. I just right. don't think that's realistic. Yeah, that's the anarchist I, viewpoint, right? And I mm-hmm. feel like that there, we, I think we are far more better. Uh, you know, we'd be better served to look at the disparities in. Um, just different economic classes and Within like our own system. and you know in minority neighborhoods and just all of these things and just recognizing that like like yeah not everyone is born into the same you know set of circumstances and what can we do in you know the I don't know if it's the fair to say that the public sector I don't really know if I'm using this term correctly but like what can we do as far as like public policy and all that kind of stuff to just invest in the youth Mm-hmm. And what they and like and what kind of programs are accessible to people because there is there's a certain amount of like you can't just hand out money like that it doesn't that's that that's the problem that we keep running into is like it doesn't just come out of nowhere and truthfully you cannot throw money at a problem and fix it and I will speak from someone who like mm-hmm. had someone that that did help me go to school but I was never just like given a free ride to anything mm-hmm. like I had a family member help me go to college. Mm-hmm with like specific circumstances and I, I always had to work. And like if I hadn't had like a specific set of like rules, if I had just been given a free ride from where I started, which was like the child of a single mother and really didn't have a lot of money growing up, I never would have known what to do with like, if someone had just dropped a chunk of money in my lap and been like, here, figure out what to of do course. with this. I would of have course. just blown it because that's what happened. My dad died, I, I had like a little insurance policy and I was still partying. It was gone in like two or three months. Well, sure, I blew it all. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'd never had money before. Like, you can't just, like... And that's not taught in public schools. And that's what I mean. You Like, the idea that there is somehow this, money. like, this idea that you can throw money to a situation, I spit, sorry, <laughs> and make it, like, fix a problem, that's not how problems are solved. It's just not. And, like, somehow people have equated, like, financial gain with, like, a change in, like, the world, and that's just... It's never been the case. No, you hit on something really important, I think, when you started talking about education. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you and again, I don't have a political science degree. I'm just, you know, talking in the wind. But I think if you really want, for those that are very serious about closing that gap and making it so that we don't have such a disparity for minorities and those in impoverished neighborhoods, everybody, you know, um, no matter what, no matter what race or ethnicity, um, 
or how you identify when you come from a poor area, you are much less likely to be in a situation where, you know, you're, you're, you're providing for yourself and your family well. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are cards that are stacked against you. Mm -hmm. um, you need, we need to invest in education, particularly in impoverished areas. Like, you really want to see things get better. So many people say they do. Um, invest in uh, education, in, especially in impoverished areas. Um, invest in mental health particularly in impoverished areas, and invest in substance abuse and help for substance abuse in impoverished areas because between mental health and substance abuse, mm -hmm. like this is the whole, and of course, like getting a poor education and not having a real shot, like we all got a choice. Some of us don't have much of a chance. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Those three issues, I think, in impoverished areas that investing money there, investing not just money, but time and resources there, that is going to close that disparity. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I'd like to see it happen. I just, uh, I think we're too busy fight. I think we're, I think we're a selfish society. Um, even if it isn't mean spirited selfishness, it's a very self centric society. And we're basically looking out for number one more now than I think we ever were. So the charitable portion of our mind and our souls becomes smaller every year you can blame it on social media blame it on the internet blame it on culture i don't know but I, I i see a very selfish overall and i agree a very selfish society getting more self-centric i agree but we do have so many people who are advocating for minorities getting a fair mm -hmm. shot um well, for thank god changing our economic system but, in a way so that you know the cards aren't stacked quite so badly against people who come from certain areas and the argument or is how we do different that. races, ethnicities, yeah. however you want to put it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We have minorities who do not get a fair shot at what what And that's probably very similar in I would say if you un and it's a quite a uh, an ordeal to do it naturally, but if you were to unpack the politics of every fucking country on the planet, they have the same struggle. It may not be identified by skin color, some it will be. It may be identified by religion. Or other markers, sure. But it's not a. It's it's just because we are the eight hundred pound gorilla on the planet. Ours is most visible, but this mm -hmm. is a human condition that needs a, a that needs a human response. Fix. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. and I just don't know that if we're selfless enough as a society to really fix it. Yeah, and I don't. I, I mean, I do. It's not like I'm a skeptic, and no. I am in this regard. But it, it's like. Kind of am. I, I don't think it's going to be a question of some religious movement or politically driven movement where suddenly you're going to have a ton of people who are in a decent set of circumstances mm -hmm. all rushing into impoverished areas. Number one, there's no organization behind that. Um, and number two, it's just not... We don't trust organizations. Plus, it's not it's not what TV is telling us to do. It's not what Netflix is telling us to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're not just selfish, but uh, lifestyle obsessed. You know what I mean? Very like, much so. Very much we're into whatever our culture is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't necessarily think you can legislate a fix for all problems, but you know, depending on what you believe the purpose of government really is. Um, you either believe the government should just stay the hell out of everything and let us regulate ourselves, or um, you know that the government should very select, in very select, careful ways, involve itself in our lives to benefit. Or you say, 
well, government intervention is necessary because of how bad things have gotten. Either way, um, if we are going to have government intervention, I'm going to come back to the point I just made, I think. Look at the areas where there are the most disadvantaged mm-hmm. individuals and invest in education, mm-hmm. invest in subs- help for substance abuse and quality of mental health. What do you think we have in 2023 for the United States government? How would you describe it right now as it sits in 2023? And obviously you can go back years to you know to try to watch what's happened, but what kind of government out of those three scenarios you just broadly mentioned there, what do we have right now? I mean, the government is becoming more and more involved in our lives, you know, and some people would say, well, after the pa- the pandemic, it was necessary. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel over time more and more, particularly the federal government, is more and more involved in our daily lives. Um, you know, the federal government was not meant to be. I, I don't yeah. know this for a fact, but I, I believe I read that it's the United States federal government is the largest employer on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, they what? are spending a trillion dollars of money that they have not, I hate to use the word earned, but they have not taken in. Yeah, and I mean... Unjustifiable $1 trillion. I used to be a very hard line, like, get the government out of my life. I'm a very independent spirit, you know what I mean? I don't want... Mm-hmm. Number one, they fuck up everything that they touch. <laughs> number two, they waste money like you would not yeah. freaking believe. And number three, they're ineffectual well, anyway, yeah. you know what I mean? But here's the thing. Like, if we do have a government that's this involved in our lives, why don't we redirect these efforts... So that there's actually like, 100%. you know what I mean? Like when they were worried about the war on drugs and everything was all about the war on drugs, they never even made a dent. And they, they're just like, oh, fuck what the What am I getting? Than me, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Me. The proof is in the Every pudding. Every citizen should ask, what am I getting yeah. for things- the money I spend? Whether it's indirectly through my income taxes yeah. or my sales tax. What am I getting for what I'm giving? Yeah, and, and I- argument is pretty, pretty fucked up. We're not getting shit. I'm not a minority, so I don't understand the struggle. I'm not even going to pretend like I do. Mm-hmm. But with everything that we're doing... Has the life of the average person who's a minority gotten any better, or do we simply have a, a society where, oh, they leaked a, a, a video of some guy saying some things he shouldn't say? Now, am I saying he shouldn't lose his platform? No. Mm-hmm. But is that change for minorities? Is that yeah. helping yeah. minorities? Is right. that creating a fairer system? Is the life correct? Is the quality of life? for a person who's a minority, honestly, any better as a result of all of this shit that we've been doing from from a governmental standpoint. And I can't say. I don't think that it has that much, you know what I mean? Like, you're throwing all this money and all these programs at these problems. Like, has the quality of life for minorities really gotten better in this country? I think you'd have to ask a minority, and Mm -hmm. you might get different answers. I have a feeling there would be a popular answer, and it might be, fuck no. (laughs) <laughs> so what the f- what are we doing? You know what I mean? We spend all this time and resources and energy. If the proof is in the pudding, which it obviously is, we're trying to have a desired effect, change what we're doing. I might not have the answer. Maybe it's not invest in education and, and substance abuse and mental health. Maybe that's the wrong answer. But change something. Go about something in a different way. This isn't working. We don't trust the government. We don't trust the media. We don't trust. We don't trust anything anymore. We just don't. I mean, we have some blind, we have blind faith in some regards because it's just easier in certain pockets of, of issues to blind faith. But 
we're getting to the point where I think that even when the hard news is being delivered to us, the factual stuff that the plane landed here and this man got out and did this and met this leader, and we're watching it on a video, a portion of the pol- a portion of the population will watch that and go, that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, that, that didn't happen. Sure. Like, how do I know that actually happened? Yeah, that's the moon landing. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say the moon landing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the moon I, landing I'm in a, a Hollywood I, basement I, right I, there. I'm a skeptic of the moon All landing. All those people were actors. Well, there, and then. I'm very much a skeptic of the moon landing. That's the thing sure. is nowadays, like, you are an uneducated, um, you know, ignorant. And, and that's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's fine for people to have different opinions. Um, but when we close off the ability to have discussions about these things mm-hmm. without getting labeled as someone who's completely ignorant and just blind, uneducated. Um, and then the other thing, like you're going to get termed as a real right winger as well. Um, For sure. And there are plenty of books written by those who are very liberal in their ideas and their viewpoints. And they've written books about how things oh, – I can't remember who it was, but – I think it was a book called How the World Really Works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our society, if you believe in the idea that there's a curtain and there's a lot going on behind that mm-hmm. curtain that the average like person the is not privy to, mm-hmm. then you're a right-wing, gun-toting, Bible-loving mm-hmm. nutcase. Of you course. Know? Um, and maybe that is the case. That's it, the branding for this Maybe year. that is the case in a lot of instances, but I think it's a dangerous thing. Yeah to label anyone who questions the official narrative mm-hmm. as just a nutcase. We were so devoid in leadership during the pandemic, and if you if you unwind it back and you think about it a little bit, it might have been a tremendous, tremendously lost opportunity, meaning that had we had leadership, um, you know, and, and right now, yeah, I'm pointing at the, the orange man that was there, but it, <laughs> but it could have been it could have been the other way around. The same, listen, if there would have been a democratic president, the same shit would have unfolded in the exact same fucking way. It didn't matter. We don't have a politician that is okay. I don't believe with telling the public that they just don't know. Like we're not really sure. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. We think that there's some possibilities here, but yeah. we're still working on it. We're always afraid as a pol- or politicians appear to be afraid of ever not having an answer to something or taking a position. They got to do a yes or a no or a right or a left or up or down. Sure. And I think that it was an opportunity that as it unfolded with all the uncertainty and the angst that society had in the beginning, had it been communicated in a, in a, a rather planned out way that we're going to learn as we go I think the average person would have been kind of okay with that as they figured out what was happening. But that's not it. You're, when you promise citizens things off the cuff on anything, it's kind of what we're expecting to hear now. We, we never want – I mean, think about it. If, you, if, if a question gets asked to a politician, our leaders, we are conditioned to believe they're going to answer it right away. They're going to say – well, he's either going to slide this way or slide this way. When do they ever say, I don't know, it's a pretty complex subject. I don't have an immediate answer, but it's something that me and a collection of other politicians need to work on pronto. We will get back to you. What is fucking wrong with saying that to the public? Had we done that at the beginning of the pandemic and really worked toward you know, figuring it out, at least there could have been a different, maybe a different mindset of how we looked at that. Because what's happened is that pandemic was landmark, man. I'm telling you, there are going to be books written about that, that we have changed the way we view society, each other, and life 
very differently since that unfolding of that fucking event. I don't dig what I'm seeing being mandated based upon limited information. Politicians. It's not a lot of, it's not, it's not real complicated. I know, but politicians, this is their bread and butter. You know what I mean? How, how many times have you heard it in these? And I'm careful to throw this out there because it's stuff I've heard in political shows, like dramas about politics, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is their bread and butter. When there's a crisis, there's got to be a response from government. If they solved mm-hmm. it, it'd be wonderful. Sure, but they look, don't. They never solve you it. You don't. Uh, you can't look at government like it's this big machination, this entity with this singular consciousness. It's a bunch of politicians, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when there is a crisis and there's going to be some response from government, this is an opportunity for politicians to reach out to their constituency. And when politicians, who are for the most part career politicians and rely on being elected officials and winning their next election, it is an opportunity to reach out to their base mm-hmm. And rally their base. Mm-hmm. And I don't so know. So it's just a game. Well, I don't know. doesn't rally anybody. It <laughs> might be the fucking truth, but come on now. you got two yeah. guys. you yeah. got three guys in a room. One guy standing there saying, I am absolutely certain this is the path forward. Mm, a, I'm absolutely certain that this is the path forward. B, you get a bunch of people rallying and saying, yeah, this is, this is, this is the way to go. And then you got the third guy, which is probably the wise person that more people should listen to, saying, I don't know right now. I think we should analyze the data. I think we should talk about this. I think we should think about this. That might be the wiser person, but do you see the people in the room standing behind them saying, fuck yes, we don't know. We have no idea what to do at this time. How much are they going to benefit from us uniting? And having middle ground, <laughs> exactly, and that, and that's the, and the, what I, one of the things I think again, like just coming back to like what my original statement was, that I don't like that the discussion has been like trampled on, like, and and that there are doctors that are basically presenting data and saying like, hey, mm. like, are you looking at this? Are you looking at that? By the and, day. and that they're getting like their licenses revoked just for like. Mm-hmm raising questions you know what I mean yeah. because that that isn't that's that's a witch hunt that's not a free society oh, that definitely happened you know, know what I mean we, that's a witch hunt but we have like we have leaders that can't discuss something critically yeah and that's what we're, what that's what how everybody is choosing to respond the way they're seeing it being responded to like You're I said there's right. the definite sense of arrogance in it mm-hmm. there's a definite so I mean that—that's where all that comes from. Well, the implied certainty is the thing that that they do that hurts the public the worst. It's just when the politician implies certainty, it, especially it rallies they, their base. There's no mm-hmm. question. It rallies their base, and then next election, you need a rallied base if you expect to get votes. They view it as a fifty-fifty shot. I want to say this is absolutely a solution. Fifty-fifty eh, shot here, and if it comes up on my side, here's the thing, though. You're looking at it like, well, them being effective in their jobs is what's going to get them reelected next year, and unfortunately, or next election cycle. Unfortunately, that's not really the case. <laughs> How many of us are out there looking up the voting record for these politicians <laughs> that we're considering voting for? We're literally looking and seeing, okay, this is what you say your platform is. I'm going to look at all these ways that you voted to yeah. see who you really are as a politician, oh. because that's what really matters. It's yeah. how a right. politician well, just votes. Just the general platform of the two parties, there's only like 20 lines per one. I, the average voter has no idea what the fuck's in there. My, my parents' generation might have some of the tenants figured out, but in reality we it's, don't know them all no, that's I the don't. bottom line it's our fault yeah we don't give a fuck <laughs> we just want to come on here and talk about it yeah it's just mm-hmm. like the media we're and like why does the media keep giving us this bullshit do. they give us what we want they give us what we're mm-hmm. if the media has yeah. proven anything 
It's that they're selling us what we want. <laughs> because they whatever doesn't like connect or, or get a lot of clicks nowadays mm-hmm. before it would be a lot of views on. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like We're always pointing the finger at the media. We're always pointing the finger at the politicians. We're always pointing the finger at our leaders and the institutions. And the bottom line is, I hate to say it, but they're giving most of us exactly no, we what got, we got, want. Yeah, we got what we wanted. And, it's, and, and I think that comes back to that argument about certainty. You know, they think we want certainty. We do. We say we yearn Most for it. Most of us do. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, yes, it's we do. It's a rally cry. We it's can't not, handle it certainty. It That's doesn't even sure. matter. Handle the truth. We can't handle. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if it makes logical, rational sense, as long as it is a strong rally cry mm-hmm. something that people can connect with emotionally and that's really yes. what you see yes. and that was the point i think that not to yes. speak for you but i think that's the point that julie was making is that you know this scientific thing the vaccine became a moral issue mm-hmm. and you were a selfish person you were an ignorant person it was all virtue over the media where signaling. yeah not just virtue signaling but um imposing on others that it was a virtue to get the vaccine and that you were ignorant and also selfish um, if you did not get the vaccine, and like I said, yes. that's a strong rally cry that connects with people's emotions. People, like you said, people were country. scared, people were upset, is. and uh, people, you know, they had some of us had family members that we lost. Like you connect with people's emotions, mm-hmm. and you're going to get them behind your cause. Um, the issue is, I think, oftentimes we're manipulated by that, mm-hmm. and it's not really about no doubt. It becomes not about what's right. It becomes about who's right Mm -hmm. and that's how they pit us against one another and it's pretty much the basis for what politics ends up being in this country what is the strongest rallying cry what is going to bring the most uh potential voters to my base and and, and don't even worry about the fact that we have a revolving door for those who are involved with big business um in political positions Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You come from big business, you're in politics. Well, you can't have this position with this company while you're in this position. Okay, so you're going to serve for however many mm-hmm. years. And then you're right back into the industry that you were a part of when you passed all this legislation to set your company or your industry up 100%. for the next 10, 15, years. the ones that want to stay forever had deals with these corporations to buy the books that they publish. Yeah, so super I, I'm, I'm going to write these... a book, but this company right. is going to secretly behind the scenes go right. buy 500,000 copies. So you're instantaneously a bestseller. And they're probably thrown in a dumpster somewhere. Where are the but. jackasses, the ones who are involved in high government and big business, they know exactly how to play us. They're not stupid. We like to talk about how stupid politicians are. Well, well, well we've let <laughs> They're in office, and we, a we, large we, section of us voted for them, so who's the idiot? We, we, we've become, un, un, I think, unnecessarily unsophisticated. We've let the... Our, we've let the ease of our life through media and, and the web and interconnectivity just let us because it's easy to exist now you know it's like it's easier to exist today than it probably ever has been I'm and getting I'm not depressed really sure that's all the good thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bury my face in this are you calling show. us unsophisticated because not y'all uh, listen not y'all Say ten, no, I'm not calling Harry you out. Marys. I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling you out. I was the one like, no, we're the idiots. <laughs> oh man, I the realization. Y'all doing this. Oh, we appreciate like you for having us. We here. were a somber, somber show. We're, we're, we started no, out good. We, we there, took a little bit of a turn to serious time. There was there was some levity in the middle. There was some <laughs> Harry Marys in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have always had no whole barred shows. Though. Say seven Harry yeah. Marys. Harry Marys. <laughs> and nine forefathers. <laughs> nine 
furry fathers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. You win the internet today. <laughs> wait, wait, back up. Harry, Mary, and furry father. <laughs> We're going down. The Church of Jerry. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, before we go, the book club are, you of Jerry. Aware, are you aware, so of all people funny. in my sphere, you might be aware of this. Are you aware of the Church of Slack? <laughs> no. no. Oh, you need to look this up. Okay. okay. This I think this happened in the seventies, but there was a I think it was done as a parody initially out of San Francisco, but there was a church set up by two jokesters probably, but they the Church of Slack. And there's a mascot, the guy that runs it, and I don't have his name, but it's just a cartoon drawing of a of a of a you know, a well done cartoon drawing of a man. He has as a pipe. And it's the Church of Slack. And it's just something, anyone that runs the research act, by all means do it. We'll talk about it maybe on the next show. I'll give you a couple of weeks to Sounds like do some good. homework. Sounds like a good but topic. But it's so up your alley. Like, oh, I'm no. so shocked that you don't even know what this is. But so we'll be evangelizing gonna, for this by next time. We'll start out the next, the next episode of the Squad Show with a discussion primarily lead, led by Jerry on I the Church s- of Slack. I, that's a lot of pressure. This. I have to actually study this. I could be screwing it up. It might be called something else, but I believe it's called the Church of Slack in there. Well, it's, it's, you'll, you'll have a good time with this. If this is anything like our Kellogg discussion, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a wild time. I appreciate y'all. Oh, we'll do it you. again. Yeah. Thank, good to see y'all Sounds smiling. Good. Yeah, we're Even always we're smiling. Like morbid show today. But no, <laughs> no, it was a good time. We appreciate it. All right, friends. Bye. On behalf of the squad, we're out. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Woo-hoo. Look up your phone right now. The Church <laughs> of Slack. Oh, boy.